0: Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost. We're gathered again in the clubhouse. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you?
1: It's wonderful to be here, Dave. How are you?
0: I'm pretty fantastic, man. I've actually been dying of an illness. Um, Some people have said that I already am dead. It's now just the undead Dave still rolling. (laughs) Um, at this point, what's the difference? Um, so you might have to do some of the heavy lifting this show, Adam, as I'm not at 100%. I'm not at my, you know, I'm not at, you know, fighting conditions, so, so to speak. Um, I'm actually going to have to maybe postpone a tennis match this week. That's how bad the the, the sickness has gotten me, you know, and um, there was... Talk- oh,
1: man, that's when you know it's bad.
0: Yeah, well, I'm still holding out hope that, that, that I might um, recover in time, but... I don't know. We'll see. Now this week uh, we are doing Amethyst, and then we are doing um, some Legion from I believe the mid eighties. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, I think like uh, eighty six or so.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, it's around Crisis. Whenever Crisis was, so so around the Crisis period, Paul Levitz, um and one of the, the one of the guys who did art, I believe, was one of the Flash artists we've covered.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Greg, Greg LaCroque, who did, like, oh. The um, Return of Barry Allen.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remembered him from our flashback episodes. And Legionnaires, that's an ad for flashbacks, um, the sh- show that Adam and I do, <laughs> uh, often with six-month intervals on the on the regular signal feed. And I do want to welcome Legionnaires. Um, you guys are fantastic and provide us with plenty of good suggestions. Michael Kellishim threw out Amethyst, and then he said, do you, do you need a rundown of it? And I'm like, you know what, Michael, I think once was enough. Um, frankly, <laughs> regarding Amethyst, I don't think I'm, I'm looking forward to filing and forgetting it personally, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. Um, no, it wasn't. We appreciate the suggestion, like Dave said. And it yeah. was, Yeah, for, sure. for me, I'm more of a Legion completist where there were details in there that would uh, – well, I appreciate knowing. There was you, so you, 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 cool. you
0: know my favorite part of this whole thing was like the last page. Um with one right, yeah. one scene right at the end and I felt like what a long damn trek to get to this one page. Um but that's that said I do enjoy um going in and uh diving deep into these things. Now, I believe Adam you've gotten some legion news. What have you got for us? Right,
1: yeah. Uh well, first off just want to say um I'm a little stuffy from allergies so I'm yeah. gonna try to be hot on my mute button when I need to be but uh, I apologize if uh, there's a bunch of you've you got know, allergies nasty I'm
0: dying <laughs> you know I've got the plague and you've got allergies and that's just the way it's gonna be this time folks you know
1: <laughs> yeah I mean uh, that's just how dedicated we are though that we're exactly. here yeah you
0: know? I'm, I'm almost on the life support I'm almost on you know the thing where we're like the you know the like the thing they have next to them, pumping the fluids in, that's what I need.
1: <laughs> Catheter or whatever yeah, we're going to get Dave on an iron lung.
2: <laughs>
0: I said to Michelle that night right. I said so, uh, I said to Michelle that night I said, this could be the final night, this could be the last conversation, and she said it's annoying if it's the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I might not wake up this time. Yeah.
1: that's what I said to her. <laughs> Yeah, but she'll never forget it, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And,
0: and to be able to predict your own death, I think, as well. To be able to say, to time it so perfectly and say, this is it. You know what I mean? This is it. Yeah, it's like you're it.
1: pulling, um, who was the guy, Red Sanford?
0: <laughs> I'm not familiar with it. Yeah. Did he predict his own oh,
1: death? Do you know Sanford and son?
0: Oh, by name only, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, well, it was an old show with like a black lead and a black uh, father, right? And uh, he would always say, you know, he always thought he was having a heart attack. He'd say, All "This right. is the one. This is the one that's going to kill me." <laughs> so you have that again. Yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> this yeah, is that reference bit- is way before my time, by the way. So if right. I got that wrong, um, <laughs> you know, don't at me. Just deal with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just don't deal at with
0: me. it, like. Don't at me, just keep it to yourself, please. You know.
1: I love how people use that phrase. Like They're so afraid of being <laughs> yeah, at. I, I know, like, like, fuck They're off. like, controversial opinion, don't at me. It's
2: like, it's like a, well, do a discussion
1: about this? Or...
0: Like, But also, I'm like, get off fucking Twitter if you're so worried. You know?
1: Yeah, I know, exactly. Like, really, if, right. if you're
0: that worried about being hammered for your bullshit take... Like don't sit sit around on Twitter all day. That's my fucking advice.
1: Well, it's just obnoxious too. Like I'm gonna put this out there. Yeah. You know I don't want to talk about it or anything. It's yeah. like you know maybe we could have a fun discussion about this, too, but instead I, I noticed
0: on Twitter I notice on Twitter there's a lot of people saying um they they'll do an opinion and then they'll put like caveats on what how people are allowed to respond. You know like they'll ask for suggestions, but then they'll say but no, and they'll list things, and I'm like you know what. You take all the fun out of the game and you start trying to dictate what the responses will be, you know? Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I, I fucking hate it. It comes across as really snobby and, you know, kind of elitist. And I just hate it. Like, so moving on, what what is the news?
1: Okay. Um, yeah. So just a couple quick things. Uh, the first is um, Into the Darkness Part 2 mm. has been solicited. So yes. I'll continue on from Into the Darkness Part 1 yes. and lead into the great darkness tree that you have.
0: Good and my Into the Darkness one will arrive uh, by this Friday, according to Amazon. It's already it's already shipping. So, a- have you bought this? Uh, where are you on this? Do you do you collect all the hardcovers like me?
1: No, I should. You um, should. Really, come on. That's not really like an era that I love. So yeah, like I'll collect anything they put out for like the Paul Levitt stuff. Sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I, I would think about picking it up, but. It's just not, like, screaming at me. Okay. I was trying to look real quick and see what the highlight, highlights would be of that volume.
0: So will Levitz be in and this there's one?
1: Like, sorry, go ahead.
0: Will Levitts be in Into the Darkness too? Does his run start then?
1: Or, um, yeah? yeah. He starts... He might have... Um, yeah, it looks like there's a couple issues he does that mm. weren't in the... The Great Darkness trade, right? Okay, uh, like he did issues two eight one, two eight two, and then the Great Darkness doesn't start until two eight four, I think. Okay, so right. Um,
2: yeah, because didn't but Levitz have just...
0: two runs? Didn't Levitz come on? I mean, I'm, I'm remembering some forward he wrote somewhere. He came on early, really early in his career, and did a few issues that he wasn't that happy with, and then he came back for the run, which was Great Darkness saga. That I'm sure that's what he said yeah, in his that was forward.
1: Back... Yeah, that was back in like the, I think the Superboy, Superboy and era. Right. Um, and it kind of reminds me, or at least what I'm thinking of it as, is like you remember when they did the brand new day and they had like people interchanging on who wrote the book, like three different yes. writers. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like it was kind of like that where maybe Jim Shooter would write one and then Carrie Bates and then uh, Paul Levitz, you know. Right, okay.
0: Oh, well, fair enough. But so, yeah, his yeah. main run
1: is the one with the Great Darkness Saga. And then, of course, he comes back later um, after Jeff Johns.
0: Yeah, 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 way later. But, like, his, his Great Darkness run is really long. Like, I mean, Great Darkness was, what, yeah. late 70s? After, Am I right?
1: Uh, Great Darkness would be, like, 82, I think.
0: 82, okay. Back yeah. in 82, I could throw this ball over those mountains. Napoleon Dynamite. Of <laughs> <laughs> course, put me yeah, in the third Yeah, is that quadrant. the actual
1: year he uses?
0: <laughs> yeah, he goes... Back in '82, and he's like, "If Coach had put me in the fourth quarter, I could have made state. No doubt, no doubt about
1: it." <laughs> That's funny. You have the uh, really better mo- memories of that um, dialogue than I do.
0: I love that. I love that movie. It's full of so many, so so many favorite things. Like when he gets the stake, because I love Uncle Rico when he gets the stake and he pegs the steak and knocks Napoleon off his bike, and he's like, "That's what I'm yeah,
2: talking that was a about." Good one. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> yeah. Man, that movie must be almost twenty years old now.
0: Yeah, it makes me feel ancient to hear that, you know. It's but it's a funny movie. It's like it's a classic, I think, really. Michelle hates it. She just can't get into the humor. It, whereas it just kills me. I, I think it's just an amazing movie.
1: I I like it, but it's kinda of like a um Wes Anderson movie where it's not quite to my taste like it's uh, just but i find it a lot funny i it too
0: quirky yeah it is quirky but you know what i find the comedy a bit broader than it was anderson where it was anderson and it's very oh, quirky sure. you know whereas napoleon dynamite goes for some pretty cheap laughs at times you know Um
1: oh for sure yeah yeah, yeah.
0: like it's pretty funny He goes, you know a lot about computers you ever heard anything about time travel and then he's like i've looked into it <laughs> He's like you no know, can do. I, I I've looked into it. <laughs> y you, you know a lot about computers. Uh, anything you know anything about time travel?
1: <laughs> the line I always say is when his grandma uh she says, Make yourself a dang quesadilla I always say that whatever <laughs> yeah. having uh, Mexican food.
0: She's got the llamas as well, doesn't she? Doesn't she have some llamas uh, or yeah. something out in the backyard? Yeah. He's like, get the food. <laughs> it's a liger. It's probably my favorite animal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so turning you
1: to this... don't see that anymore. oh, actually, quick note: yeah. I, I did see that guy that plays Napoleon. Yeah. He um, he's in the Tremors movies now, apparently. Jesus,
0: really? Wow. Yeah. Right now,
1: how the mighty have fallen.
0: Like, he's on, like, Tremors 17 or something, like, where, like, the they, they, they're, they're, like, directed DVD.
1: <laughs> well, Burt Gummer, Michael Gross was still in them, but they actually killed him off in oh, the seventh no. one. Oh, wow. And then Napoleon Dynamite's, like, his son. But, yeah. Jesus, I Mike... used to love those movies, the first oh, me three.
0: Too. Oh, yeah, me too. The original ones. Yeah, and Michael Gross is very funny, but they were really struggling, you know? Those movies, I, yeah. I, I checked out one yeah. of them, and I was like, "Wow, well, this movie is really struggling." Um,
1: yeah, I haven't watched them, but they're kind of like a guilty pleasure, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I like the originals, like you know, back in the day, like the first two. Are, are yeah,
1: I guess that's fair. I do, I do unrepentantly love like the first three. Yeah, yeah. and then I guess the rest of them I haven't really watched. Yeah, they no, they
0: they're, they're, they're funny. Um, okay, so so before the Darkness two is coming out, solicited. You, what did you say for when?
1: Uh, I I don't recall. Unfortunately, I didn't take good notes. Um, It's coming. I will say that uh, there's a story. The Reflecto Saga Mm. is kind of the big story that will be collected there. Um, It's not very good, but, you know. You might
0: like it. It'd be funny if they put it on a back cover. It's not very good. (laughs) Adam Adam Crouch. It's not very good. For for <laughs> completists only, like David, who just wants to like you know have a hardcover collection. <laughs> yeah,
2: if you, exactly.
0: If you're looking to you know maximize your hardcover collection, this is fantastic for the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm still flying high about how I found those books. Um, that I couldn't find. I was I was searching for them for like half a fucking day, and then I found them behind like an actual shelf. <laughs> And I was the, the yeah. You got
1: to be careful of those ledges. Yeah. Uh, well,
0: I mean, yeah, it was lesson learned, but the feeling of victory made it actually worthwhile that they were lost. Like it was such victory, and I've got them now. <laughs> I brought them into my office and I put them in prime reading position. So in my office, I always have stuff that I'm sort of either doing for the show or um you know, stuff I'm interested in reading, kind of my current reading stuff, it's on the shelves right next to my um, sort of, like, desk where I, where I record and, and where I work. And so I look at them and I see them there. And I see Doomsday Clock, the big complete collection. And I'm just like, yes, thank you. You know, good work, done. Yeah. You know, it, it always helps. i
1: look forward to that episode.
0: Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, no, well, Rich is saying that we could do it all in one go, whereas I think we should split it in two. What do you think for Doomsday Clock?
1: I don't think that it's so burdensome a read or substantial of uh, okay. information that you couldn't do it in one.
0: That's what he said as yeah. well. if if you agree with that, then I'll we'll do it in one. Like I'm like stuff it. Like I also love the way I bought the two hard covers, and then I bought the big soft cover just because I like the look of it. <laughs>
1: Well, I actually bought the two hardcovers too. Yeah, and it comes with like a slipcase, which is pretty cool. Oh, cool! But then I was like thinking about how much I'm annoyed by my All Star Superman. Yeah, that's collected similarly. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm just gonna buy this trade, so it's all in one book.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. It's it, it, I actually had ordered from um, Amazon the hardcover when it was solicited as just one hardcover. And I and then they 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 didn't actually publish it. They haven't published it yet as one just hardcover. Hmm. Um. So I That's I bizarre. had that, I had that on pre order for ages, I, And you know how Doomsday Cook clock took forever to um get released. You know, you know there was a yeah. lot there was a lot of delays, and during all those delays, they decided not to publish it in one hardcover, which is a bizarre move to me for what was a. Uh, I don't understand that. Like, it's it was a premiere book. It had one of their premiere writers on it, artists. Like, once – okay, it took forever to write, but once it's written, you know, it's done. Like, you can market it forever kind of thing.
1: Yeah, my guess is that since they had the two hardcovers – you know, they put out the one hardcover um, in order to, like, let people catch up on it while it was coming out. And so then they did the two hardcover decision instead, and then they wanted to do something more affordable. Yeah. Um, I guess they could have done uh, one trade and then a second trade and then do a massive hardcover would maybe make more sense. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know. It is what it is. But, you know, I bet they'll do one soon. Or You know what I would even buy, um, because I love that story, like Mm. the Absolute Edition would be cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I've got two Absolutes. I've got Absolute Dark Knight, which currently props up my laptop. Um, I just find them too big, you know, for, for, for a sort of, um, for a pleasurable read, you know what I mean? Like I, 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 Uh, I never, you know,
1: it's something that I definitely feel like I need to like lay flat on my bed or a table, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like kind of like the DC encyclopedias, you know, those big oversized books Yes, that are just nice to be able to like, look at the art, you know, the art real big. I've got absolute dark I wouldn't buy a lot of them.
0: Yeah, I got Absolute Dark Knight, which I got years ago. Uh, Absolute um, uh, Watchmen, uh, I've got. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, and I've got Absolute uh, Justice, and I, I. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I bought it years. I bought it years and years ago, and I actually think I I bought the wrong thing. I I, I thought I was buying something else, and when I got Justice, I was like, "What is this?" Uh, but it's it's yeah. good. I mean, we did it on the show. Maybe you thought
1: it was Kingdom Come or something.
0: Yeah, and, and you know what? I'd much yeah. Uh, that's actually very true, and I think I probably would much rather Kingdom Come, um, because I think Kingdom Come is an excellent story. And and strangely enough, I don't have that in hardcover. I've, I've only got that in soft cover, and I've got my original soft cover from the nineties is what I've still got on my shelves. You know, it's got one of those sentimental fa- favorites that you've held on to like since the the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's my DC one million. I still have from when I was a kid, even though I have like the Omnibus now.
0: Yeah, wow, that's a that's a that's a good one. A DC one million. I've got the Omnibus for that too. I, I I actually read a lot of that when it came out. Like it was during Grant Morrison's JLA run, and I was I was a real high on JLA and like Grant Morrison at the time. Um, I thought DC yeah 1 for million. sure. Um, you never hear about it, but I thought it was a good good you know event.
1: Yeah, I think probably what happens is that people just kind of include it when they're talking about Grant Morrison JLA rather than its own thing. Yeah, yeah, true because right. it was kind of like in there. But uh, yeah, that was actually the first trade I ever bought. Um, cool. PC one million. That's cool.
0: Well, what other news do we have? We've got the Before the Darkness 2. Any news on? Le- there hasn't been any. Ben just put out some bullshit hints, didn't he, about Legion ongoing? Wasn't
1: there? Yeah, something? he did some. It was like somebody asked him what's coming and he's like i can only say that it'll be soon and it'll be good but That's it cool. almost made it sound like it's he's not involved with yeah that, that, it, which would be yeah. cool
0: yeah because if he's involved it wouldn't be good yeah i agree um yeah, yeah no he's trying to sort of humbly you know be humble about the next person you know that kind of thing
1: yeah maybe yeah god but, yeah, so hopefully we get something soon, and hopefully it's better. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, the last thing I had was um, this Rorschach book that they've been putting out.
2: Mm, yes. Uh,
1: just a small thing, but it actually includes a co-creator of The Legion as a character. So Otto Bender is oh. at least in the seventh issue. I just thought really? that was kind of interesting
0: i've been reading yeah. that i quite like it I, I i'm not up to totally up to date with it but uh, but i mean i like rorschach i i think it's quite an interesting book
1: uh, it is rorschach. but it's like very much not uh you know anything like Watchmen, of course which is fine it was just uh yeah quite a departure you know um frank miller actually shows up in the latest issue too really uh, it was kind of cool seeing him
0: mm-hmm. what, what are they doing playing themselves
1: yeah, well, it's very much about uh, how it's about this comic book writer uh-huh. who's supposed to be kind of like. I mean, you've read it, so
0: I've it's read like it a it. comic
1: yeah. book writer that's kind of like Steve Ditko. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. But there's this whole like subplot about comic book writers that did like a séance or something. Uh, uh, okay. I don't know. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's, it sounds interesting. See, I don't I, see as much as I rail against Tom King. I find this kind of stuff more interesting. You know. Um, I, yeah. I, just I mean, I have really
1: liked all of his yeah. maxi series.
0: Well, I mean, that Mister Miracle was pretty interesting. Uh, what I read of it, I thought it was. Yeah. And I and I I, I mean, I really hated his Batman, but by the end, but th- this was more interesting. Like, it's kind of like when he's when he's not doing Batman and he's doing these kind of more sort of fringe characters. I I sort of think it's a bit a little bit more interesting. It's still all a bit the same. Like, does anyone have PTSD? You know, I'm sure they do.
1: He's kind of addressed addressed that, um, oh, really? has he? Where he did that as a theme in a few things, and now he's kind of moving on to like other yeah. things. I, I know, he, I, I, I heard he it. Like he had a trilogy yeah. of like PTSD things, and now he's moving on to like
0: um, fake news. <laughs>
1: is yeah. what he calls it. Yeah,
0: I I don't buy it at all. I think uh, he says that, but if it was a theme, it infiltrated his books for fucking years, including Batman. And and I think finally he's yeah, like. Yeah, I
1: don't. You know, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I,
0: I think finally he's realized he's just tapped the marker dry. And so he has to try something else, you know. But in fairness to him, what I've read of Rorschach, I enjoyed, you
2: know?
1: Well, I'll say I think he can write a really good single issue where a lot of people can't, like. Hmm. Um, you know a lot of people it's like a six issue arc yeah whereas he can do one issue that does something interesting that's self-contained yes uh, like a bottle issue or you know bottle episode of a tv show yeah but i don't think there's really as much substance there as he wants us to think there is or that people think there is like totally i don't think he's as deep and i don't think it always adds up as much as people think it does but uh,
0: but you know what yeah. i don't i don't need like constant depth from comics either you know like
1: um i don't but definitely he's the type where you feel like he is you know trying to be he's deep reaching. yeah he's
0: reaching for it you know kind of thing yeah i agree yeah. i also just think he was the wrong fit like honestly for their premier title batman i i just think he was the wrong person and he, and they and they should have got him off sooner you know um
1: yeah well, i think he, i think you even enjoyed the book for a little while though
0: i certainly enjoyed the book um for, for quite some time has a has a weak opening arc, uh. Then it got stronger, and yeah. then after the wedding issue, I just couldn't take it anymore. But um, it, it for a while yeah, he was the wedding was a for a while he was going okay, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, but much like Snyder, he he massively overstayed his welcome, um, and just didn't sort of have the stories to to keep it going. If you know what I mean, like. I, I just didn't like what he was doing with the character. I, you know, I, I, I there were a there whole, ch- he he's turned me off Batman. I, I still haven't read James Kinney solo Batman because I was so turned oh, yeah. off by what, uh, Tom King had done that. I was just, I was kind of burnt yeah. out on the, on the modern interpretation. Um, and so he's yeah, actually, he's kind of poisoned the well a bit for me. Yes. I will go back and yes, I will read all, I like James Kinney the fourth in general. So, I'm sure I'll enjoy it, but um, I just think he was the wrong well, pick, you know what for Batman.
1: Well, sorry. I was just going to say oh, about, in regards to Tinian, hmm. I would actually probably recommend his detective stuff over his Batman stuff. I've read I read, I a, read lot a lot of
0: his detective. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. I, I haven't read all of it, but right, I, I've right. read probably two-thirds of it, and I did
1: enjoy it quite a lot, actually. Um, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, the Batman stuff that he's doing, I actually I've bought Batman since Snyder. Uh, so you know i bought it for like 10 years and then with Tinian, i finally dropped the book after issue 100 and the the joker war thing yeah i was just like uh, i'm tapped out i don't care about the joker anymore
0: no and i
1: you know i'm the type that i do like the joker but i'm just to the point where it's like enough
0: yeah 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 well you know sometimes you need a break as well like um i almost like because it's not like I'm not reading Batman in classics. You know what I mean? Like he's always going to be one of my favorite characters and I've supported the character through many incarnations. Like, So if I take a breather from Batman, what they're currently doing, because I don't like the idea. When I I read that Bruce Wayne's lost all his money and I don't know, like it it just all seemed a bit lame to me. And I was just like, yeah, Mm -hmm. this isn't really my cup of tea. Uh, Yeah, I'll check it out at some point, but it wasn't screaming, read me, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah,
1: I I totally agree.
0: And partly that's Tom King. I I read so much of Tom King stuff for the show and I just got so disenchanted with the character that I I needed a break, you know, and I'm reading other stuff, but, but I'll come back. I mean, Batman's never far away for me, you know, (laughs) and if you read enough DC, like we do for the show, I mean, he's all fucking through it. So, you know,
1: right. And I mean, he's always got at least two books at any given time, right? Exactly. And I'm going to
0: pick up if not more it's not really Legion news, but I'm going to pick up that death in the family hardcover deluxe. I, I thought about it and I was like, yeah, I do need that. Christ, <laughs> yeah. I was like,
1: I, I that's I, the death in the family. So from the eighties, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Give me, give me that over okay. fucking Snyder's like, yeah, yeah. The, and I've got that in uh soft cover, but it'll be nice to get a hardcover, uh, you know, get a yeah, hardcover. Sure. Right? And maybe I'll give my soft cover to Tash. She can inherit that, you know? She can learn a few lessons. Is about she a Batman. Batman fan at all, though? a little bit, but like, uh, yeah, yeah, she likes Batman. Oh. Yeah, but it's for free as well, so she can do whatever she wants with it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, like it was. It's like when I ordered. I told you the other day. I ordered JSA Volume Four, and then I found it on my shelf last night, and I was just like, the double yeah. order. And I was just like,
1: yeah. what you was gotta that? pass that on to one of the peons.
0: Yeah, gonna give it to Rich and uh, a little present for Rich. There you go, Rich. Volume Four JSA. He's like, where's one of three? And I'm like, yeah, go find them, pal. Like, you know, you got, you got four.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, they have a lot of apps now where you can, like, scan in your comics and then you can see easier, like, what you have or what you don't. Which, yeah, that's a uh,
0: good idea. I mean, I, I've, I did... I've only made a couple of mistakes ever. I, yeah. I once bought a uh-huh. Deadpool. I've got a pretty good memory but but every now and then it does fail me and i have on my phone in notes i actually have a list of certain things that i really am after like gaps in my collection mm-hmm. i've got a list of exactly what ones they are um on a couple of series um so that if it, at any point if i'm just at a comic con or browsing online i know exactly what volumes that i'm missing you know um, yeah,
1: that's the way to do it.
0: Yeah, and, and it's it's very easy for me because it's not like there's hundreds of books that I desperately need. It's probably about seven things over about about seven titles, and it's like, you know, it's that, that for me is, is easy. So that if I happen to be at a con and I do see a lot of trades there and I, I can very easily see what it is I'm looking for. So, you know.
1: Yeah, me. I keep getting burned by stuff being out of print, which just pisses me off.
0: Well, that's why I've I've taken such an aggressive approach over the last couple of years to fill in some of these gaps. When they've um, I, I yeah. mean, for example, scalped deluxe book two. That pisses me off that I cannot get that. I'm I'm constantly online looking for that, and there's on Amazon you can get for like three hundred bucks, which I'm not going to do. But I've got volumes. It's with, just insane. Yeah. Yeah, one, three, four, and five, and I just want two. Um, that's one of the things. Also. It's it it really pisses me off. Um, Grant Morrison's JLA. Okay, now I've got the omnibus, so it's less of a concern. I've got the omnibus, but I had the deluxe volumes one, two, one, three, four. I think that's all of his run. Volume two, I I had to get in the soft cover because I just could not get it in hard cover. Um, so I've got yeah. it in soft cover, and it pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like,
1: oh yeah, well, just like those Starman omnibuses.
0: Uh, yeah, they're, they're a fucking joke. I should have bought Starman hardcover omnibuses when they were in the shops for a million years. You know, I don't know why <laughs> I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, I, you know why? Because I didn't realize how good Starman was, basically. Um, but I, I, I would have yeah, gone. I, mean, me I would. have gone buy those in 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 for for like close to ten years, and I should have just got them. And now it's a mess. Now I've got like. You know, some of them in hardcover, some of them in softcover, and it really—it's it, annoying. But at least I've got them. You know what I mean? Like, um, that's—it's yeah. it's just weird how DC have treated that Starman um franchise. Like, like why, why, why isn't Starman in print? Why isn't Hitman in print? You know?
1: Unfortunately, I think it's the nature of a business that's run on pre-orders.
0: Right. But you don't. You, but if they put Starman Volume One out in hardcover, I guarantee you they get a ton of pre-orders.
1: I mean, they tried soliciting like a hardcover omnibus, and then they downgraded it to like think the uh, paperback. And yeah. then they also had uh, Hitman Volume One solicited, and then it turned into like Hitman's Greatest Hits instead. Yeah. Well, so I don't
0: know. I don't know, man. Like that sucks, but. I don't know, maybe maybe it'll um come back. I mean I've got them all digitally, so it's not the end of the world. And I do have all of Starman. I do have all the omnibuses in um mm-hmm. in but unfortunately some are in soft cover, some are in hard, you know, which annoys me. Um Yeah. Me too. It can't be forever though. at some point they've got to reprint it properly, you know?
1: Well, especially if he shows up in Stargirl, maybe that'll help, you know. Well Who
0: yeah. Knows? Yeah, 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 definitely. Now, okay, mm-hmm. we should probably turn to. So, have you got any other news or is that it?
1: Uh, nope, that was it. I That's think, it. yeah, Amethyst then.
0: Yeah, Amethyst. So,
1: Amethyst,
0: uh, Keith Giffen, and he co wrote it with someone. Um, yeah, he did the plot. Mindy Newell. Mindy Newell. Um, she did dialogue in the first issue, but then later on she does the scripts. Uh, Esteban Muratu on art. And I've got to say, um, the art in this is certainly the biggest feature of the book. If you ask me, the storyline, sure, for sure. Yeah. The storyline is quite slight. Um, and the uh-huh. art, I mean, frankly, it's not even my favorite style of artwork, but it is super detailed, uh, great colors. It is very, very much an artist book, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, Maroto did a really great story called the Atlantis Chronicles, which mm. was like, uh, prequel to Aquaman uh, by, by Peter David. Okay. Uh, and then he also did a really cool looking um, Vlad the Impaler comic book from Topps Comics that came out like simultaneously with the Dracula by Francis Ford Coppola movie and comic book. So
0: That's cool. cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. I love Vlad it's the Impaler. Pretty good to look Dra- at. Dracula.
1: Yeah, it's just checking it out if you can find it. I haven't really found it. Uh, available very well Okay.
0: now do you want to give us because this Amethyst is it, it, it's kind of like a um, it almost feels like a five years later storyline of the regular Amethyst yeah title. I think it's
1: supposed to be like 12 years later um, yeah after, it's like in the future of the DC universe
0: when was Amethyst a thing like in her glory days was it an 80s thing because it feels like it must have been
1: yeah, I think it was just prior to this, like, 84. She oh. actually, um, her first appearance was in a Legion of Superheroes comic book. Really? Where they had, like, a special co-feature. So, yeah, it was just, like, right before this.
0: And I had childhood memories of her for some reason. Um, Richard was telling me that apparently Amethyst was, had a very sort of short cartoon uh, segment in one of the DC um, superhero things in the 80s.
1: Well, yeah, well, no, I was going to tell you about that. I don't think it was from the 80s. I think oh. it was the more recent um, uh, on a cartoon network. They would have like DC, um, you know, they would have like an Animal Man one, a Green Arrow one. and the they showcases. were like, Two minute clips.
0: The showcases, yeah?
1: What's it? Yeah, something like that. Right, okay. But yeah, I don't think it would have been when you were a kid. But oh. I, I was wondering, are you confusing her with Jim and the Holograms?
0: Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Yeah, you know what maybe I am.
1: Cuz that was definitely a TV show. Um, well, that would, conf- that would be what I that would be what I
0: was confusing it with, yeah, for sure. You know, cuz when I say a memory, oh, okay. it's a very vague memory, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what's the story of Amethyst normally? Cuz frankly, this this book was so confusing in terms of her normal story. Do you have the basic pitch of just in the general, you know, Amethyst when it was collected in the showcases, you know? like, you remember they collected amethyst from Gemworld in the showcases. What's the basic oh, storyline? They- do, you, do, you, do you know it?
1: Um, Not super. I know that she was, like, a girl. I think her name was, like, Amy Winstone mm. uh, from Earth, and then she goes to Gemworld, and she's, like, a protector ruler, goes on adventures there. Right. Uh, Dark Opal was the main villain, and there's all the different kingdoms based on the different gems. That's about the depth so of my So she basically,
0: knowledge. it's kind of like a portal fantasy where she goes from regular Earth into gem world. Is that right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like, you know, the whole Wizard of Oz thing, mm. kind of like different kingdoms.
0: Right, okay.
1: And and this guy on yeah. the first page is actually Dark Opal, who's the original villain, oh. and apparently has now reformed.
0: Yeah. I see, right. I did not realize that um okay and but in this one she's been basically a statue for a certain period of time
1: yeah i'm not sure why and i'm not sure why she stops being a statue i didn't really pick up on that
0: no well it was just kind of like the one of those it's almost like the 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 you know the civilization needs her again the world needs her
1: yeah something like that yeah. yeah, and then there's uh, – he's, like, the one that overlooks her. Um, and, you know, she looks pretty good, I guess, standing there in her statue form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, she comes out of it. They have this page where they show all the different kingdoms. Yeah. And I wasn't sure I understood all the references, but there's one where they're kind of saying, oh, it's like Dune. And this yes. one's like Oz.
2: Yes.
0: I, actually, that is one area where I I can – uh, that was actually where my hopes came for the actual um, series, because I thought it was kind of funny. So the Emerald City used to be run by a wizard, so that's kind of like a um, a, a nod to Oz. Um, mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Ruby used to be the sun, never set on an empire. God save their king. Sapphire, xenophobic. Turquoise, now there's a lady. um there's one that were uh, Sandox, A Desert, Dunes and Sandworms, Spice and Freeman. That's a that's a riff on Frank Herbert's
1: Dune series. Um, yeah, and they even say, sorry, wrong book.
0: Yeah, I know. I was kind of like, okay, we're really on the nose now. Uh, no, nothing much where Amethyst yeah. used to hang out, then born down in a dead man's town. The I quite like the Bruce Springsteen uh, <laughs> <laughs> reference. <Yeah. laughs> I was kind of like, Jesus Christ, like, thanks, Keith Gihon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't
1: uh, know. Yeah, it's basically yeah. there were these villains that were what trying to the, I mean, it was all comes down to what the um order of or chaos and order. Yeah, she's a, she's like, a the lord of, ca- the of She's chaos. a lord
0: of order, sorry. And and they're they're just like a generic chaos demons kind of almost in the outer darkness kind of thing and they're all like scheming and stuff and you know and she's like you know, the Lord of order and they, and they've given their power to the guy's name. Is it Wern? The guy who becomes Mordrew?
1: Wren, I think. Yeah. In, yeah. So he's kind of praying to
0: the dark gods basically. Um, and then this massive, um, sort of crystalline one comes through floor and um, yeah. he gives the power. I, I think he gives the power to win the sort of dark power. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's like um, the other one is Ren's brother. Yes. Um, you know, it's kind of the hero of our story. And then there's also his parents. Um, but it just, it was never really that interesting to me where it just, this whole story took place kind of over maybe like a day.
0: Yeah. It and certainly wasn't interesting. I was, just was it, wondering. I would never
1: ever have picked this up off the shelf in the day. I,
0: You know, like, the, the chances of me getting this off the shelf would just be so minuscule, you know, like, and reading it for the show, it was a chore. Um It was really only Mordred that kept me going, and even then, like, honestly, it just drags on, and then finally, in the very fucking end, in the end of the whole thing, you find out that Mordru's planet be you know through the ages and ages and ages goes through and then finally you find White Witch is on the same planet and she's like looking into it or something you know like so you, that's the connection to the legion other than Mordru but like yeah
1: so basically the gem world becomes the planet Xenon in the 30th century which is the sorcerers world but yeah yeah well, and you know the whole revelation with uh, Mordru Basically, he's just a generic lord of chaos is my understanding, which mm. to me isn't that interesting no. and kind of makes him, like, less scary.
0: Yeah, totally. I mean, look, it was a cool idea. The idea to sort of mix the two things, like, of Amethyst world with the magic world in Legion. You know how in Legion it's mostly technological, but they do have, like, White Witch cast spells very much like a magic user in Dungeons and Dragons or something, you know what I mean? Like, the, there is mm-hmm. magic in it. Um, it was a neat idea to link the two franchises, kind of thing, is what I'm trying to say. But the execution is yeah, just um, woeful.
1: Well, yeah, and it's like, was that the entire point of this whole series? It kind of seems like it, but... I mean, I guess there was stuff that progressed, like, the characters with the gym world stuff, but... Um, I will say, I was kind of looking into it, and this whole thing with Mordrew was kind of pretty much immediately disregarded, I think. Good. Um, Yeah. uh, Maybe Giffen kind of acknowledges it in his five years later run, but uh, later on we see Mordrew as a villain in James Robinson and Jeff Johns and David Goyer, Mm -hmm. uh, their JSA run. Oh, uh, and then we also see really? uh, he's a villain in a book called Demon Knights*, which takes place like during like uh, Camelot times.
0: Oh, That was so, a New 52 yeah, book, wasn't
1: think... it? Yeah, it was pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, and no, I read a bit of that. I didn't read a ton of it, but I read a bit of it and I thought it was actually one of the better New 52 books, actually. Um, mm-hmm. It had like X- Yeah, and I in think
1: it. both of those are more interesting probably than what they did Oh, yeah, here. This,
0: this wasn't interesting. I, I hate it when they just take the bad kid – and he becomes the servant of the darkness, and then he wants to, you know, he regrets it, and you're just like, oh, my God, like, this is the worst origin for Mordru I've ever thought could possibly have, to one of the great characters, you know, <laughs> one of the great villains of Legion history, and I'm not up to that part in in, in JSA where Mordru comes in, at least I'm, I don't remember being up to that part, but um, I He's certainly...
1: actually in the very first arc. Is he? Oh, okay, then I've forgotten it
0: okay right
1: yeah he's the first the villain in the first arc but then he kind of continues all the way through to at least like issue 50 um yeah and then uh, i think he's pretty much done at that point
0: i'll tell you something that pisses me off about the i'm looking at the jsa trade and uh they've got two three and four have the numbers on them the first one doesn't have a number mm. very annoying to me
1: yeah, that's annoying. I tweeted, it's also annoying yeah. when on the spine, they'll like move the text around. Yes. So it's not well, I tweeted
0: DC yesterday with a picture of City of Tomorrow 1 and Volume 1 and 2, and it's out of alignment. The exact same thing. Soup. There's no excuse for it. At the top, they've got – the top of the spine, they've got a picture of Superman. And then they've got Superman City of Tomorrow, but they haven't aligned the Volume 1 and 2 properly. And I and I tweeted uh, them a picture yeah, and I said, that. "Is it really so hard to get the trade dress right, DC? You know?" And and I tweeted
1: them yeah. A picture I, them. I mean, that, that is super annoying.
0: Yeah, it's super annoying, and it's it's unprofessional, and it just goes to show the lack of um, just the you know the lack of fucking quality control basically that that is going on there. It's a, it's clown town.
1: Yeah, I don't really get it. Um, yeah, okay. I don't know much about printing though. Did,
0: did you see, I saw there was something, just while we are on my Twitter, I was making some pretty amusing uh, tweets the other day. There was, the, have you ever heard of this fuckwit Logan Paul, who's in on YouTube? Have you ever heard of this moron? He's one of these YouTubers who does, like, bullshit stuff. Um, You know. For, for, yeah, I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he, Um. yeah, so anyway, so he tweeted, had a picture uh the you know of i don't know if you know quasar if you recall Stuart was very fond of quasar and um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and he 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 wrote dear marvel please start writing this movie so i can play quasar in a couple of years and I had a picture of quasar and then a picture of this fuck with logan paul working out in the gym and <laughs> and i and i tweeted i'd rather kill myself than watch this guy in a marvel movie <laughs>
1: I mean, like, are you an actor, dude? Like, jeez.
0: You're a fucking loser is what you are. Like, <clears throat> he briefly dated the chick in um, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Chloe Bennett, who's now a pal. Oh, partner. she's good looking. She's good looking. I don't know what she was doing with this piece of work. Um, a, a guy who, by the way, went to the suicide forest in Japan, if you remember, and was, like, filming. Yeah, it was pretty pathetic. It was pretty pathetic, and he filmed some person who hung themselves or something, and I was like, it's, like, Jesus Christ, like... Um, but but also for shits and giggles as well. Like, it wasn't like a, I don't know, he's just a fucking loser. Like, you know, I just, I just, the, the the fact that these guys have a platform and they earn millions, I just can't get my head around it. Like, it's so lame, you know?
1: Anyway. Yeah, it's just a, I don't know, it's just like a world I can't really, I don't know, it just seems so fake, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so bullshit. And that's why I tweeted this thing. I like, fuck this guy being in a Marvel movie. You know, like, like if he wants to play to his fucking YouTube bullshit fan base, fine, but don't pollute the fucking Marvel movies with his crappy presence, you
1: know? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I did find that post you were talking about. I will say, with the picture he posted, he does have a good likeness, but it's like, you're not know. an actor, you know? Yeah, you're not an actor. And why are you yeah. picking Quasar? Just because he's, like, one of the only ones that haven't been cast, like... Quasar. Car-
0: like, it's one of, the, one of the lamest as well. Like, can I just say that as well? Like... You, 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 <laughs> you like you've gone, you've gone so, you, you've gone so fringe. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I've never um, read anything really, Quasar. I've read one issue that
0: Stuart made me read on the show, and it sucked. You know,
1: <laughs> I think it's that's something. where uh, Greg Capullo started out, which okay. would be cool. But yeah, other than that, I have no interest.
0: Zero interest from me. I mean, literally zero. Now, okay, so yeah, I mean. Some, some look. I will say this: like it's a lot of work art wise. This book that I just feels wasted, you know. It, it, like I, I'm not even that big a fan of the artwork, but it is very sort of detailed and atmospheric and everything. And the artist does try hard. Try, the artist tries really hard to lift this book up. I think you said yourself offline. I think they're going sort of a Sandman vibe some of the time. They're trying, you
1: know. Yeah, possibly. Um yeah, I mean I for me if I was an Amethyst fan, I feel like I'd be kind of annoyed cuz I'm like is this
0: Well, it's you kind know, of you bring dark. back Amethyst
1: for four issues and this is all you give me. Well, it's kind of a dark
0: depiction of what's going on. Like I I always assumed, I've never read Amethyst, but I've always assumed it was like a kids comic, you know, like a sort of like a you know, at most like a 12 13 year old's kind of thing, like pitched almost towards have been to some sex, but, but pitched towards almost a female audience, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I imagine. Maybe I'm totally wrong.
1: Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the original series was more like you know, more fun and yeah, uh, you know, sword and sorcery type fun, but uh, this is definitely like you know, it's, it's the future and everything's shit. Yeah, this is kind of I mean, like I guess maybe you could compare it to what he did with the Legion with the five years later stuff.
0: Well, yeah, he did do that. And and, he, and remember my reaction five years later, I was so confused by, like, some of the choices. <laughs> yeah. I, I I was just like, what the hell? Like, But this is similar, like, in, in terms of how he's doing it. It's it's like he's got, we're in the future, and it's really dark. Amethyst's world is really dark now. Like, you won't believe it, kids. But I'm like, I was never interested in Amethyst to begin with, like, so I didn't have much of a buy-in. There's very little explanation. Like it's not, it's not very new reader friendly at all. It's almost like if you're a new reader, just good luck, you know. Um.
1: Well, yeah, and it's almost like he just did it to tie Mordru yeah. and Sorcerer's World to the Legion, and it's like you'd have just done that in a Legion issue, like. Yeah,
0: th- this could have um, been a and then, one. Yeah, I guess my. You know, this could Go have ahead. been a one issue in Legion kind of thing. You you could have cut yeah, down
1: the no, issue, Yeah, I know.
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm not a fan to but, be honest, man. I I really didn't enjoy it at all. Um, I've got to be honest. I re- and uh, Michael Kellashim, I'm sorry. I know you're probably um, hoping for a better discussion, but I I just I didn't like it at all. I mean, I I can only give it like three out of ten. Like honestly.
1: Yeah, I'll give it a uh, four and a half. Uh, just mostly based on the art.
0: Yeah, and the artwork—the um, artwork is interesting, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's. But, uh, but my my final word on it would be, uh, I guess maybe there's some importance in. Later on, they have uh, White Witch become like, the protector of Jim World. So she becomes like Amethyst and has Amethyst powers. Really. So maybe when I read that again on my next read through, maybe this will have more relevance
0: well let's let's go to the final page because it's really my only page that i really enjoyed where it says epilogue draped by magic and velvet grace the gem world turns endlessly spinning night into day into night into day the days turning into months and then into years and as the order of and as is the order of things life goes on children are born parents are laid to rest castles crumble into dust and new monuments are built on their ruins Tis 1000 years from today the ancient name has faded into twilight and a new one has taken its place. A silver moon rises over the sorcerer's world and through its mystic legacy, and though its le- mystic, mystic legacy is still bountiful, a dormant seed is about to be awakened. She alone will reap Amethyst's harvest. She alone will learn of the great wonders. She is my son, the, the White Witch, and her future has just begun. I really like that final page, you know, and I and I love the White Witch. I really, She's really starting to grow on me, by the way, Adam. Like, I, um... Yeah, I'm starting to, like, White Witch is a cool character, man, you know? Um,
1: yeah, I like her a lot. Uh, she's got a cool design. Cool design, sure.
0: yeah, exactly. And she's Dream Girl's sister, yeah? Is
1: that mm-hmm. right? Yeah, okay, cool.
0: So how come Dream Girl doesn't have any of these magic powers if she comes from the magic world as well?
1: Um, there's an issue that we can read later on that'll do a better job explaining that than me, but okay. I think basically she was born on the same homeworld world as dream girl i think it's called naltor right um but she was maybe born without the dreaming powers and right. so she went off to kind of like become her own woman and gain power uh, you know right by going to sorcerer's world to study well i, I
0: just like like uh, at the end of a very to me dull uh mini series i really liked that final page and i thought like as you say if they if they just done that and in in legion it was like honestly it was almost worthy of one of the, like this whole four issues could have been one of the backup I- stories in Legion. You know how they had
1: the backups. Um, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, it probably could have been done in like three panels, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for that's the what I'm saying. Content, yeah. At
0: least. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it's it's hilarious that it was stretched out to, and I can't imagine many Amethyst readers, like loyal Amethyst, like Amethyst would have had a fan base, you know, back in the day. There would have been Amethyst readers who would have loved Amethyst sure. and would have been really sad when Amethyst like got discontinued. I can't imagine those people being <laughs> happy with this comic. Really. I just can't. It's, it's needlessly done. Yeah.
1: That's kind of what I'm saying is like, well, sorry, I was going to say, I can't imagine who this is for really. Cause it's yeah. not really an Amethyst book too much. I mean, yeah there was some stuff in there about like, uh, Emmy. It was like Emerald. Yeah. Um, who was from Jim world and was in the real world and then came back. And it's like, I guess maybe these are plot lines that were left hanging, but uh, I was trying to like research it on Wikipedia to kind of make sense of it afterwards mm. Mm. and didn't really come up with much.
0: Yeah. Well, and that's bad when you've got to go to Wikipedia to try to piece stuff together. Like, yeah, no, it, it, look, it, it, it wasn't, like, we can be honest, it, it wasn't very good, like, really, if we want to break it down and be brutally honest about it. Like, it wasn't a very good comic. Uh, no one shone. I found the artwork um, very busy and not really my cup of tea either, so it wasn't even like – but the artist certainly gave his heart and soul to this one. It felt like the artist really <clears> was <throat> trying, you know? Um, But, yeah, for me, it was
1: it was a swing and a miss, for sure. Yeah. Thanks for the suggestion, though, Michael. Well, yeah, keep them coming.
0: And Michael as well. If you want to... Michael was... He sort of said, do you want me to guide you through If Michael wants to... Because Michael emails me. He's a, he's, a, he's a legend of the game. If he wants to um, email me in with his thoughts and stuff, I'll happily read that out on on regular Signal and, and on Legion Outpost next time. For sure. Like, you know, Michael's kind of take on it. Um, but for me, a curiosity. Uh, and I think... If this had been one issue, uh, I think we probably would have, you know, read it and moved on and you know discussed it. But the fact that it was, yeah. it was four issues was a bit like you know crazy. How funny though! In the in the copies I had the digital copies, they were advertising like um, uh, Hellblazer was getting started. They were advertising. Oh Hell- right, yeah. Alan Moore had written like a spiel about about how good Hellblazer was going to be with Jamie Deliano, or have you say his name writing it like, so there was a lot of stuff happening at DC around this period.
1: Yeah. I think um, Sandman or I, mean, I think Vertigo starts maybe in 89 or at least a lot of the titles that become Vertigo. Yeah. Start in 89. So yeah, that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Cause that, this, prob- San-
1: this could have been like a Vertigo book, maybe, um, oh, for you sure. know, if it was just a little bit later
0: and Sandman didn't officially, wasn't officially a Vertigo title from the beginning. It became one, I believe. Um, but Sam, yeah, it, I think so. It just, Seemed it just predated, it just predated, um, it just predated, uh, Vertigo. Um, and actually, um, in the Legion stories we're doing, I noticed Karen Berger, the, was an editor of Legion. Um, did you notice yeah, that?
1: Yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of cool having her, uh, involved with the Legion because she's a very well-respected yeah. editor. Yeah, uh, and, sure. you know, maybe, maybe the Legion was better for her, you know, and so uh, they involvement. And sure that's they why. Would.
0: Yeah. Everything yeah. she sort of touched really in that period was turning to gold kind of thing, you know, in a lot of ways. She she obviously, she was a great tastemaker, you know?
1: For sure, yeah.
0: yeah. Definitely. So wrapping it up, I gave it, what did I give it? Did I give it three? You gave it, what, four and a half?
1: <laughs>
0: yep. Abathist. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, now, yeah,
1: and I hmm. guess my last note would be, Anytime you bring in uh, the Lords of Chaos and Order, it's just a little bit of a snooze fest for me.
2: <laughs>
0: Agreed. Um, well, for me, I have encountered them. They're best done in one panel. You know, like one panel. I don't mind if you yeah. show the void and one panel of them, you know, like, you know, screaming in the void. But I almost found that these, they're almost comical because they're so crap, you know? Like, yeah. it, it just looks so stupid to me that I just, I, you know, in no way do I take them seriously. Whereas if you didn't, like, full-on Cthulhu creatures in the Outer Darkness kind of thing, which is how I would see the... Yeah, that would be cool. That would be cool. Whereas this, is, this, they're just sort of lame. You see them and you're just like, well, Whoa. this is stupid.
1: And that and also you're taking all these, like, disparate DC concepts that might tie in with, like, magic... Yeah. And you're boiling them all down to like one thing that isn't very interesting. Yeah. Like Hawk and Dove were even involved, like the Lords of Chaos and Order and uh Doctor Fate, and it's just like no not thanks. that interesting to me. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, yeah, they're trying to do sort of rules and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you're saying. It 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 doesn't work and, and look let's face it, I don't think anyone outside of Michael Kellershim is talking about amethyst, you know? Um in fairness to Michael, Michael, I, I get a feeling he was doing a deep dive himself. I don't feel I don't feel like this is Michael's cup of tea every day of the week kind of thing. You know, I feel like he he liked he knows I like more Drew, so he's kind of like, well, do you want to go back to the beginnings, and you know what my beginnings are—that Superboy issue, whatever it was, Superboy and the Legion issue, where he's just <laughs> yeah. tearing shit up. That's way more interesting <laughs> to me, um, for sure. Yeah, yeah. so. Then we turn to Legion of superheroes and we're doing twenty four to twenty seven but in the what did I do i I went back and I think I read from sixteen so i i I was I was sick and I was in bed I was bedbound and I got all these issues and then I read from sixteen all the way through to twenty seven so are you impressed by that Adam
1: I was actually very impressed yes
0: and I so I just want to comment on this so I was so confused to start out with because firstly, what's happened is new Legion members have come in. One is Sensor Girl, who is a big, big factor. And I was genuinely uh, stunned and surprised by her her storyline. So by 16, they're all there, the new members. Uh, One of them's called... What's that little one who rocks around in... He's really annoying. He rocks around in like the little sort of, um, (laughs) you know, like machine. Little spaceship. Yeah, I, I, I was so baffled by what he was even doing. Like, what's his name?
1: Uh, That's Quizlet, and he's, like, from an energy dimension. He has a lot of kinship with Wildfire.
0: Right. Um, so is he, like, a little guy inside that, or is he just energy inside that?
1: He's just, like, energy,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, I thought it was, like, a little guy inside there. Um, I wasn't sure, because he, he can take on... He overthinks, can't he? But they dissolve after it.
1: Yeah, so I think it's like any kind of matter, or maybe it's just like machinery. But oh. yeah, he joined. Sensor Girl joined. Who? That's who the big mystery's about. Yes, yes. Uh, then we have Telus, who looks like a like a sea monster, and he's a but telepath. he's the new telepath.
0: Yeah. And who are the others? Because there are five and then of you,
1: them. Oh, sorry. Yeah, well, well one of my favorites is Polar Boy. Yes. From the substitute heroes, he finally made it. Yep. And then Magnetic Kid is taking over for Cosmic Boy, and he's wearing Cosmic Boy's old costume.
0: And is he Cosmic Boy's? Was it? Didn't Cosmic Boy have a brother who was evil or something?
1: Uh, not a brother who was evil. His brother got attacked um, in the the curse trade that we read, right. and was near near death. Um, right. There is a guy called Cosmic King. Yes, but he's not related to Cosmic Boy, and actually doesn't uh, even have magnetic powers. Ah, uh,
0: that's who I was thinking of. Right, so so yeah, right, yeah. Because I was I was a bit puzzled at one moment by Magnetic Kid. I was like, is that Cosmic Boy? Why are they calling him Magnetic Kid? Like he's had a downgrade. But then it became out in the storyline that he'd retired, and um, it's so interesting. Yeah, all that,
1: three of the founders had had retired.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting they did that. Like with the with their you know, with their founding members to have them all retire at once. Do you reckon they just had run out of stories with the founders and wanted to sort of expand the franchise? Like what, you know, cause it's, it's a weird move how they did that.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, Saturn girl I think is the one that comes back yes. or at least comes back the soonest, but, uh, she, um,
0: she has a kid. Yeah, I think
1: like what you were saying, but they did actually have a mini series <laughs> right around this time called Legionnaires Three. Right. That focused on the three founders. So that was kind of cool.
0: And it's kind of funny that Bouncing Boy, he does show up, but he's he works at the academy, uh mostly, doesn't he? Yeah. But he's he a and the uh, uh, triplicate stuff.
1: girl both too.
0: Yeah. he's at the parties and stuff though. Um in one of the parties. Yeah, episodes. yeah.
1: They're still pretty good relationship he's like a, a supporting character though i guess yeah, yeah yeah um something that i guess i wanted to mention because you guys were talking the other day about paper in mm-hmm. comic books like yes. the paper types you were talking about that on the main show signal yes. of doom yeah check it out one of the greatest shows of all time.
0: <laughs> um, no not one of the greatest the greatest show of all time i should say you
1: know <laughs> yeah, I, I can't think of any others. Like, uh, I, I can't think
0: of anything that's even coming close. You know what I'm saying? I'm, there are contenders to the throne, but they're so far down below the throne, you know. that I'm just putting out rebellions, <laughs> kind of thing. Anyway, continue. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. So basically, we we had read the Great Darkness Saga and the Curse Trades. Yes. Um, that was published in Legion of Superheroes, and then at Legion of Superheroes three one three, the book kind of ends right? and they relaunch with the new Legion of Superheroes number one mm-hmm. and then they also have a Tales of the Legion of Superheroes which continues on with the old numbering so it was Tales of the Legion of Superheroes number 314.
0: And was that story um, new stories and, or reprints?
1: They both had new stories starting out Okay. and the thing was that if you went to a comic shop you could buy both mm-hmm. but if you went to the newsstand Mm. Or like seven eleven mm. you know, like gas station, yeah, you could only buy the tales book, oh, which right. was like the old crappy year paper,
0: so one of them was so, for direct yeah, mar- one do. of them was for direct market, basically,
1: yeah, exactly, mm. um, but after a year, the tales book ended new stories, mm-hmm. and then it became a reprint of yeah. the better paper book, so. Oh. the people that were at the news chain would read the stories that were in the other book. They would just have to wait a year. Yeah.
0: So but that, that, that was around the time period where little Davey discovered Labyrinth comics and which was my first ever direct right, yeah. direct uh, market store in, in in Hobart. And it blew my mind. You know what I mean? I, walked, uh, yeah, I, I, bet. St- yeah. I still remember walking down there cause I was only just getting into comics. So I, I dipping my toe in, you know, and I was getting stuff at the, in the news agent actually, And, um, then I walked in down the stairs into this dimly lit thing. And then all I saw everywhere were comics. It was just wall to wall, um, comics. And I was, I, I, I almost couldn't believe
1: my eyes. You
0: know what I mean? Um, yeah,
1: well, I guess for me, I guess I had the opposite experience because by the time I was around looking at books, um, you could barely find them at, any place but comic book shops it feels like yeah, yeah. Um, like i remember one time going to a kroger which is like a grocery store here um and they had a issue of x-men and i was like what the heck you can get x-men at the grocery store yeah but yeah, yeah for me you know it was always comic book shops but yeah well, it was kind of yeah, interesting yeah it's,
0: it was the dying days of them being at, and you know what they still served a purpose because those newsagents did get me into comics. Like I remember going to the newsagent; they had a lot of Marvel and some DC, and and just you know it, it 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 was the gateway. And then I discovered the comic book store, and that's where it all changed. You know, that's where I realized just how deep yeah, the for sure. I I that's how deep the um the sort of culture was. You know, there was so much variety and so I remember they had above the um you know desk they they sort of had like. Some really, you know, classic comics. They had Avengers one in the. I, rem- I remember they had Avengers one like oh, in wow. a, in a sort of like a um glass cabinet or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I you, maybe you could buy uh-huh. it, but it was mostly for display. I certainly didn't have anything like the cash to buy something. But 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 in my mind, I was so young that I was like, oh wow, I really wanted to read it from the beginning. You know what I mean? Like I, I was still that yeah. kind of you know because I was I was I was coming out of books you know, where I would read series. And so in my mind, I was like, wow, I picked up Iron Man and I was like, this is great. I was like, imagine reading it from the start. It'd be so great. Of course, it probably would, it wouldn't be. But but like, I, 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 I'm I no big Tom Brevoort fan, but I, I remember Tom Brevoort said, look, at some point, we all went in and bought, we all started somewhere and usually it was like Hulk 302 or Iron Man 241. Like, mm-hmm. And you know what? he's right. Like I went in there, I bought Iron Man and after about four issues of Iron Man, I felt like an Iron Man expert, you know?
1: Um, yeah. And I felt I, like I that's was That's kind of a fun sword. way to approach it, I think.
0: Yeah. And, and like, and I caught up with the storyline pretty fast and, you know, like it's, it's, it's weird that like, I don't think by numbering everything one, unless you are really doing a proper reboot, I don't really think it solves any real, you know, problem problems like i think the problems still exist but like i I don't know i I
1: mean i guess for me i guess um i agree with you because i was the same way and it never felt feasible to do those you know read batman from issue number one back then right
0: no definitely not. in fact
1: it was probably nearly impossible yeah um but now you know, people are used to having this accessibility, right? Like I can go on Netflix and there's 10 seasons of Seinfeld or, you know, nine seasons of Seinfeld where I can watch them all. Um, but you know, back in the day we wouldn't do that. We would watch, Oh, Seinfeld's on. I haven't seen this one. This is great. Um, but I don't know. I think now with like people growing up in this age, it's hard to explain to them. Like, no, you don't have to watch Seinfeld from the beginning. Yeah. You just watch Seinfeld, and that's kind of like with comic books, where it's like, just pick up a story. And even with comic books, you have, like you said, different volumes, yeah, or like different writers, which are like jumping on points. Exactly. Um, so I guess in that sense, I do understand why they would relaunch um, just for like the uninitiated to be like, mm. this is a good place to start. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's not like. Go but but see, problems, I really. also
0: there's there, there's there's here's something that I get because obviously for the show we're always reading a lot of stuff like we read a lot of classic, but we also dip our toes into current. Now, I personally find when they keep rebooting it, I feel somehow like I'm falling further behind than if I just jumped on to an ongoing weirdly i i you know when i see it's not oh they've relaunched iron man at one and i think oh i should read that then i don't and then i hear they've done it again i I somehow feel that i feel further behind if you know what i mean like behind the yeah it's just it's just a personal thing but i don't know but anyway the the rec market was a big thing this was a period where the, uh, the, art, the, the paper quality was going up and in time would totally, you know, revolutionise the, the whole industry, but it was starting to – the, the market was changing basically. And, I mean, frankly, the artwork in, in, this, in these Legion books deserve good paper. Like this is beautiful artwork, you know, I think.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know if this is like considered early Greg Little Oak, but it's definitely before our Flash stuff and, you know, still really solid. Mm.
0: Now I read from sixteen. Um, there's a, I believe that great Jonah Hex cameo was prior to am I right? Was was prior to these issues? Um, mm-hmm. They go like I loved it, man. They it's during Crisis. So just just I just want to recap a couple of the highlights before issue twenty four, and we'll probably do those issues later on. But there's one issue where Crisis is happening, and Brainy's actually Supergirl's died, and he keeps replaying the image of her dying over and over and over and um, at the same time someone else points out to him i forget who another legion character that they're all forgetting the crisis that they even took part in and because that was kind of what crisis did it wiped their memories and and even brainy can't remember what what happened and stuff like that like it's kind of it's kind of interesting how they approach it
1: Yeah, and it's like for a while they still remember Supergirl, I think. Yes. But after a while, even those memories are gonna fade. Yeah. If I remember right.
0: Even for Brainy?
1: Um, I think so.
0: Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And one of their members died. I don't know. Was it who? Who was it who died? Someone died. They mentioned someone who died. Kid Magnetic or something. Kid someone. Kid Eternity. Kid Kid Affinity something.
1: Um. Kid Psycho. Kid Psycho. So
0: Kid, Kid Psycho, Psycho tried
1: out for the Legion, um, but he was rejected because every time he used his powers, it would like take a year off of his life. Right. Okay. Um, so he was an honorary member.
0: Okay. Now he died, but they're already starting to forget like him and if and and like how he died. Basically, it's interesting.
1: It is interesting, yeah, because basically with Crisis, it wasn't like this is something that's going to kill you. It's This is something that's wiping you out of existence.
0: Yeah. And um, yes. And then they do. And I was surprised because I thought that um, Superboy, the the proper Superboy, Clark Kent, was wiped out by Crisis. But there's actually, they do a trip back to the 20th century, which I loved. I love these trip backs because we've seen them a lot in the classic Legion comics that we've covered. And they do a trip back through time and they're saying time's really stormy and it's really hard to get back to him, but they do do it. And it's to cure Monel, who's who the, the serum um, is wearing off. And he's going to die. And he's, he's, he's been put into the Phantom Zone because he's going to die and he really hates the Phantom Zone. But they bring him out of the Phantom Zone and they take a drop of Superboy's blood and mix it with like kryptonite or something. I don't know what they do, and then they inject it into Monel, and it's pretty cool, actually. And I love that they they do. It felt like a last trip to Superboy before he gets wiped away. Yeah, uh,
1: it might be one of the last ones. It's a good
0: point. Yeah, and you remember me? I said um, fingers crossed for crypto. No crypto. <laughs> Zero crypto, crypto actually. No. Zero. Not even mentioned.
1: I- I think he does come back a little bit later, so maybe yeah. we'll still see him. Um, okay, good. But yeah, something else to mention there is some of those issues you read yeah. were by Steve Lytle, right. who passed away recently. And it's a pretty good artist, but he was only really did the book for like 12 issues, I think.
0: He was a decent artist, I thought. And and also, when they're, when they're flying back uh, with Superboy, is it in a time bubble? Is it still the time bubble that they always used to use? I'm not sure if it is.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Good. See, I, I love
0: these classic tropes. Jonah Hex, and Hex is, it's when Hex has gone into the post-apocalyptic world, I believe. And Hex, yeah, yeah, Hex sees them and he's like, Tarnation, what's that? Or something. <laughs> and then like, It's the most gratuitous <laughs> cameo ever. It's like a Wolverine cameo in the 90s where he just pops in for a panel. Um, because Hex is just like, yeah, exactly. Hex is just like, God, Tarnation, what's that? And they're like, we better avoid him. And it's just like nothing. But And then you said in uh, Hex's book, and it's got like, if you want to see this from Hex's perspective, check out his book. And I'm like, really, was it worthy of this? And then in Hex's book, it's the same thing um, where he sees them and he's like, God damn it, what's that or something? And like, I just love the fact that <laughs> it was like an advertisement really, wasn't it, for each book?
1: Yeah, but I will say it got me to buy an issue of Hex for the Legion appearance, so there we go.
0: Well, there you go. Oh, and I love Hex. Um, I'm reading Jonah Hex, the, the 70s comics by Michael Fleischer, and I'm loving them. And, and Michael Fleischer did do that Hex series as well.
1: Yeah, which is, you know, pretty crazy.
0: I wonder why Jonah Hex isn't around now, you know? I mean, Jimmy Pomiati had a long run on Jonah Hex, but to me, a great character... Do you just think the bottom's fallen out of that character, like in terms of popularity?
1: Yeah, I mean, really, you uh, had like 100 issues between yeah. Jonah Hex and then All-Star Western, so I think yeah. it's just like time to give him a rest.
0: Give old Jonah a rest, I suppose so.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, and I guess I heard too that that book was never sold very well, but it was always one of uh, Didio's favourites, so that's kind of what kept it alive for so long.
0: Right, well... It goes to show the Didio had some, had one little bit of good taste at least, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for all his supposed crimes, it was always like fire, down Didio. At least he kept Jonah Hex alive. Um, he he had plenty of other bad decisions, but that was that was something that um, you know. I wonder who's running the ship now at DC. You don't, I really don't get the feeling Jim Lee is. You know.
1: No, I think, uh, I know they hired a few people. Like, I think Marie Javins is one of them that's in charge.
0: Right, okay. Um, now, the the mystery just kept deepening about Sensor Girl, who just seems so all-powerful. Um, and I was like, who is this character? And, I, and honestly, it's really teased as if it's going to be Supergirl. You know, be, even with how she looks from behind sometimes, with the long blonde hair and Brainy's obsessing about it. Um, I knew it wasn't going to be super. Yeah, hard. that was
1: kind of the prevailing the- theory.
0: Yeah, I, well, I knew that it, it wasn't going to be, but I had no idea. I, I, I mean, I was I was racking my brain, and I just had no idea. I was coming up with nothing. Um, <laughs> uh, were you? Did you have any theories on it when you were reading it for the first time?
1: Uh, you know, it's hard for me to say because this was in the segment that my dad had so he probably told me yeah, um, about it. So, like, as spoilers, soon as I Dad, knew the Legion, Spoilers,
0: Dad, girls. come on. He's, like, he he gives you all these Legion comics. He goes, and just so you know, Sensor Girl's uh, Princess Projector. <laughs> <laughs> before, you start reading, before you even start reading one, you're, like, okay, thanks. Thanks for that, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: yeah, it was probably me because those were the things that, like, interested me yeah. as a kid, like, Oh, who is she like you know i'm not gonna read it i just i need to know or like i was always interested in what ones die or whatever you know so none of that ever took me by surprise no yeah exactly Uh,
0: you know because they're always like the death of a legion member and you're always like i hope it's a really minor one (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly and it's like an academy member and you're like oh well whatever <laughs> like like you know a, or a, a rejected member like in this version it's a rejected legionnaire yeah and you're like oh, mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> <laughs> so i will say this though yes. um this this issue uh i do want to mention this this issue uh the primary villain is um emerald empress emerald empress uh had an issue about two issues before this, where she broke out the Fatal Five from prison, um, or or broke oh, out okay. uh, broke out at least one of them. So she did pop in to to an issue. She was only in it briefly, but she basically rescued. I think the Persuader. I think from memory, um, maybe something. Yeah, else I know. was
1: gonna. Um, I think I noticed that, but I was like, the way that Levitt writes. Um, if you're gonna try to capture every subplot, you're gonna end up pulling in a bunch of like. Oh yeah. Um. A bunch of other issues.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a very brief thing, but it, but it does it does preempt this storyline, like, basically, and she's quite powerful in it, and she's got the eye. I've got to say, I think the artist does a fantastic job with her Emerald Empress. I think she looks great. Um, yes. Yeah, she does.
1: She looks very cool. Really good. So should we
0: get started? Uh, do you want to get started on issue yeah. 24?
1: Yeah. Um, so we have a scene with all the legionaries kind of lounging around, and they're mm-hmm. talking about who they think Sin Girl is. Mhm. Um uh, Shrinking Violet mentions she might be Saturn Queen. Yeah. Um so basically they're taking all the fan theories and they're writing it into the book, right? For yeah. anybody that hasn't been paying attention to the letter pages, here's who the suspects are.
0: Yep, love um, it. Love it. But it
1: was interesting they mentioned Saturn Queen. Uh do you remember Saturn Queen from the Legion of Sub- or Legion yeah. of Supervillains?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the evil one, yeah. I remember her.
1: Yeah. So what's kind of interesting is they talk about her here like they don't really know her. Mm. And that's because the only time that we've really seen Saturn Queen is mm. when she's fighting the adult Legion, who oh. these people are not caught up to yet, right?
0: Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah, yeah. So did, she's it, only it ever
1: was. encountered them like one time ever um, at cool. this point from their perspective. Oh,
0: because they say, oh, yeah, you mean that villain who said she was from our future? That was a weird idea too. Was she real? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. T- I like Timberwolf. He's yeah, such so. a fucking – he he really is kind of like just a hard charger, isn't he? Like, really. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and some boy's like, absolutely, T-Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Brainiac has a really good line yeah, at one point. Um, Brainiac has a great line at one point to Timberwolf, where he's like, "And it turns out you were right too, Timberwolf." Which is the most amazing idea of all, or something he says. Like,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of a dick. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm. I'm really. I noticed um, in this in my read that I was really good at knowing who everyone was. Now I was really. I, oh, good. I was as I was reading it. There was, um, and you know, and I got to say. Uh, a lot of it comes down to costumes. Uh, I this is why I'm a big fan in group books of costumes. I could go there's Sun Boy. There's Ultra Boy. There's Colossal Boy. There's Phantom Girl. Like I was, I was on the money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I was. I, I thought well done, look, you You You'd like to know that that I was, I was, I was getting. It was getting a lot more instinctive as I was reading it. So I was happy about, <laughs> yeah. about that. So you've really converted me to become a, real Until... leg- a full legionnaire.
1: Yeah, man, I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, I was gonna say until we get to mm. the next reboot or whatever, where yeah. they all change their costumes again.
0: Yeah, but I I can start again. The, the one that gets me is when they're in just plain clothes. Then I'm just like, then I mean, I'm
1: struggling yeah, for you know, sure.
0: Know, you know, that's where I'm struggling. But there was there was progress at least. So
1: yeah, that was yeah, interesting. Um... They're
0: they're all. I noticed Phantom Girl too. It really sticks with the seventies look with the flares.
1: Yeah, I think that was a popular one, so they kind of just stuck with it Yeah, for a while. It's cool.
2: It's pretty cool. <laughs> She's straight to have a disco. Um, you could imagine yeah, her in a disco in the late the 70s. The good artists
1: are you? able to make them look distinct enough out of costume where you yeah. can still tell. Yeah. Like, you can see here where Ultra Boy and Timberwolf kind of look the same, but Timberwolf is a little more hairy and Ultra Boy is a little more beefy, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Um did you have anything else? No, 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 no. Continue, man. Continue. Okay. No, I was going to say uh, Wildfire, Colossal Boy, and Polar Boy are headed off to Legion Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, they run into Karate Kid 2, mm. who's training at the academy.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, right. That's who that was. Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. I've never really cared for Karate Kid 2. Um, but yeah, that's kind of interesting for you because you didn't know going into this, who sensor girl was or why, no idea, you know, how she became sensor girl, but this kind of ties into that. So there's a little hint for you. There's a karate kid too. So what happened to karate kid one?
0: And did that happen in the events of, of karate kid one, like passing away? Had that happened in, um, in the comics? So like, you know what I mean? That wasn't off-panel land, was it? That happened in the issues?
1: mm Okay, cool. Yeah, so we finished the Curse volume. Mm. The very next issue would have started that storyline would be issue one of this series.
0: Man, Karate Kid dying would have been a big loss. Like, uh, you know, Karate Kid was a pretty cool character. I, I'm surprised they would kill him, you know? like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like he was always one of the more popular ones just because yeah. he was the Batman kind of where he's the normal guy.
0: Yeah, I, like it—it's it, 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 odd some of the decisions they made, but I guess Paul Levitz if controls knew what he was doing. But wow, I mean, didn't Karate Kid go into the into the eighties or something at one point, or the present day? Oh
1: uh, yeah, he had his own book for like fifteen issues.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: But uh yeah, I mean, Paul, uh, Paul Levitz kind of wrote. Karate Kid and Princess Projector out of the book. Right. I don't know. You know, it's probably a case of I have too many characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't really want to write about this karate guy. Yeah, and yeah. then he was like, "Well, I guess I'll just kill him."
0: Wow, harsh, cold-blooded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some ice in those veins <laughs> for Paul Levitz. He's just like they're like, we, "We love the fan letters. We love Karate Kid." He's like, "He's dead." <laughs> His response. Yeah we Okay. Cause
1: yeah. And I think Paul Levitz actually wrote most of the karate Kid solo series. So. Okay, Interesting that he didn't Paul Levitz, the dislike the, for him.
0: The, uh, legend. And I don't know how true this is or not. Basically wrote his Legion books at night. Cause he was an executive at DC during the day. And Legion was kind of like his pet personal project. That's what I heard.
1: Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, probably at least yeah. by this point where he's, you know, into his second series, um,
0: well, he was that rising – yeah. he, he was a, you know, a very senior guy, and he, but he really had a fondness for the Legion, and he just kept pumping out those stories, but very much did it in his own time,
1: you know? Yeah, it's impressive.
0: It is impressive, considering the quality of the stories too. It wasn't like he just slapped them out Bender style, you know. He He's telling like
1: yeah, long-form, exactly.
0: long like, multi-plot stories. So, yeah, interesting. Now, yeah. who is um, the character with – I'm looking here – Polar Boy – uh, page six, he's blonde with like a blonde ponytail and a blonde beard.
1: Uh, I'm not sure who a lot of these people are. Oh, okay. Um, some of them, I don't think even ever receive a name. Okay. Uh, they just never really become that important.
0: I like bouncing yeah. boy. The support is a super, is appreciated by boy and he's just bouncing along.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like a <laughs> he's, little goober. He
0: He really is kind of so funny because he's straight out of the silver age, isn't he? And he's just bouncing around in
1: these modern books. Yeah, him and Matter Eater Lad are the ones that are, like, very silver age. Yeah. To the point they didn't get used as much. Yeah. Um, But But he's cool. I I like him, though. I I still like him. I
0: think he's cool, bouncing boy, you
2: know?
1: Well, I think, yeah. I mean, I think the silver ageiness is kind of a part of the fun.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Uh, But they were there looking for Mentala, Mm. who was training at the Academy, and she also tried out. At the same time that oh. poor boy and tell
0: She's the one that went missing.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, well, so I'm
0: starting to see how Paul Everts pulls in A, B, C plots here. I'm getting hey, yeah. yeah, He pulls in like the little subplot that then becomes the V plot, that then becomes the A plot. It's like, well, I'm getting a little class in storytelling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was another one of the suspects of who Sensor Girl was. And right. Both Sensor Girl and Mentala go missing. So I think maybe you know, they were trying to play into that did your Did
0: your dad um, get it right? Like did back in the day when he was reading it, did he ever say to you, like, you know, I thought Sensor Girl was going to be, you know, did he mention to you who his suspicion was back in the
1: 80s? You know. No, he never. I don't think he ever did. I so think that, your I dad followed. Leg- that, I though, think
0: but. your dad, by the way, is he, is your dad Gary Crouch?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. He followed Legion outpost the other day, so I say thank you to your dad for that. That was appreciated. We always like our new followers. Oh, uh, I always I always keep an eye on who the new <laughs> Legionnaires are. And I noticed I noticed a Gary Crouch. Uh, you know, liked the page, and I was like, I'm sure that's Adam the computer's dad.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, if you're listening, hello.
0: Yeah, hello. We'll be on our best behavior. I'll try to edit out like. So. Normally, yeah, they will
1: be on his best behavior until Dream Girl comes.
0: Yeah, out. the the general rule on Legion Outposts and Signal of Doom is the only person who ever has to be edited is me. Basically, Rich once, <laughs> Rich once, but the other three times I've edited it, it's all been me. Yeah. Anyway, that sounds about
1: right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then we go to the planet Rimbor, which I believe is where Timberwolf is from. Am I right?
1: No, that oh. would be Ultra Boy. Oh, sorry. Oh, well, oh, there you go. I get some stuff from Close.
0: Yeah, Ultra Boy.
1: Timberwolf is from Zoom.
0: And Ultra Boy, uh, I know his powers. He can. He has to select. He basically has the powers of Superman, but he has to select them one by one. You're going to use one at once.
2: Yep, exactly. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. Okay,
0: see? I know these things now. I I, um, I like Ultra yeah, Boy. I'm not sure. I like Ultra Boy a lot. I like Ultra Boy a lot. And I liked his bar scene a lot too. I thought it was a good bar scene. I always like a bar scene like this, that's almost straight out of Star Wars, you know? And by the way, have you noticed um in I just look at this page here, there's they've got the sort of stripper, and then you've got the guy saying, try it again, proprietor, and slowly, very slowly. It looks like Batman is watching the stripper.
1: Yeah, they like to do that here.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it almost looks like Batman is saying very slowly. but He's not, but when you look yeah, at the Yeah, it does, because balloon,
1: the balloon's not close enough.
0: Yeah, 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 but it's funny yeah. that Batman's just there. Batman's taking a trip to the, you know, 31st <laughs> century or 30th <30 laughs> century. strip club. Yeah, he's less like, yeah.
1: yeah. Giffen was a big fan of that, but I guess La- La Roque is keeping it going.
0: Yeah, just, just keeping the dream alive.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, on Ultra Boy, though, for me, I think Ultra Boy is one. Like when you have a group of Legionnaires, mm. or if like you did a Legionnaires movie and you had to pick like eight or ten, yeah, I feel like you got to do Ultra Boy because he's hundred percent. You know, he's iconic looking and he's oh. got a cool powers.
0: Yeah, you'd have to look. I mean, if you if you're picking ten, you'd have to have Saturn Girl. You'd have to have Cosmic Boy yeah. and Lightning Lad. Hundred percent, the founders. Yeah. yeah? Yeah, Ultra Boy, uh-huh. um, oh, you know, I'm gonna say Dream Girl. Um I you know, and then <laughs> probably uh, Brainy. Yeah, you know, you know Brainy actually would be number four right after the founders. You need Brainy, you know? Um uh-huh. Yeah, and then you could fill out the other ones. But yeah, I think Ultra Boy for sure. I think Timberwolf, you could probably leave because everyone's gonna say how he's just Wolverine. And you, you, yeah. you, you, would bring him into the series, but maybe for the first first movie, you don't need him. But yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think there are certain Legionnaires that have to be part of it, kind of thing, you know. Um,
1: Chameleon sure. Boy would be another. Yeah. I think would Chameleon. be a given. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, for
0: sure. Cool power as well, Chameleon Boy. Like this is the thing the, the, the these ones have all got very distinct powers, which is helpful because you know how the Legion has this, you can't have the same one with the same power. That's actually helpful in terms of casting because you can cast the um, heroes and then sort of build the story around it kind of thing. Um,
1: Yeah, and, you know, distinct looks instead of them all being human-looking.
0: And don't give me fucking Keith Giffen's Five Years Later bullshit where they're dressed in normal clothes, you know?
2: (laughs) No, no, thank (laughs) you. Not for a
0: movie. Yeah, let's keep, keep Giffen away from the project. You know what I mean? Like, we don't need, you know... We don't need that, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so yeah, a good bar scene. I always enjoy a good bar scene. Um, mm-hmm. and then uh, Brainy's really still talking it over with. Uh, is that Element Lad? It is Element Lad, isn't it? Who's the leader now? Yeah. Um, yep. And uh, yeah, and it, look, he Saturn Girl knows who Sensor Girl is, and she said that we have to. She basically. Robert stamped her into the Legion, yeah? And um and Element Lad saying, we've had this discussion already, Brian, and I gave you an answer. Saturn Girl's word is good enough for me. We do nothing. What if she's Supergirl, altered by the anti-monitor? See, it's interesting that Brian remembers all that. See, this is before he's totally forgotten everything. Um, yeah. He knows a lot about the anti-monitor and stuff. And then, and then, Chameleon Boy comes in with a fucking biting, bitchy comment. Oh, I'm glad that's your theory, Brainiac Five. I was afraid you had created Supergirl clone. Then again, you've been known to do things, such things, unconsciously when you are approaching a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> and it almost, and then your brain is pointing at him like it's just, it's almost on between those two. There's a lot of pointing going around, and Element Lad's really feeling the pressure you can see
1: uh, yeah it kind of takes us back to that um silver age super dickery yeah where they're all on <laughs> a club together but none of them are really nice to each other yeah
0: for sure you know but you know like by now they're sort of more in their early 20s than teenagers but there's still you know a, a fair bit of um there's a fair bit of drama which i like you know um yeah. You know, it's it's fair enough, man. Like, if you if you're in a clubhouse kind of thing, like egos are going to be flying, kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 Brainy is genius, though he is. He has had breakdowns before, and he has done crazy shit before. You know, um,
1: uh, yeah, a lot actually. So fair enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, a lot exactly. He created computer who was like fully evil, wasn't it, or something.
1: <laughs> yep killed uh killed triplicate girl jesus
0: wow hey brainy but they need him he is a genius um then there's a good there's a good um party scene and um who we see here they're on metropolis hey, see this the moves where this guy's like nice moves beautiful and she's like hug a protein pal
1: <laughs> a protean, so that would be like prote. I'll
0: hug a protean pal, yeah. But it's just like I love the, yeah. the dance scene. They're all just grooving away at the at the disco, basically at the discotech.
1: Yeah, they all look like they're um, dressed like Olivia Newton John.
0: Yeah, they're Yeah, doing almost physical kind of thing, you know, like um, yep, for sure. And um, what is happens here with with um is it that's dream girl who comes in, isn't it? In the sort of like uh gold dress and then Quizlet (laughs) knows and could care less party time. Woo boy. Quizlet. Oh, sorry. What, What is he actually doing there that she's like when she's like Quizlet, what are you doing? Has he torn the guy's shirt down?
1: No, I think that's just him, his style. Um, He's just flying around and sees them, and the whole thing is that Dream Girl is supposed to be with Starboy.
0: Oh, right, okay. Are they a couple? Yeah,
1: Yeah, but um, I guess they're in a fight.
0: Yeah. I mean, you don't really get the sense that Dream Girl's too tied down to me, you know?
1: Yeah. um, Later on, I think in the last issue, she says something to Starboy like, Making up the best part or something of like that. If oh, I that's what she does too. You're right there, actually. Yeah, there you're
0: right there. Then mm-hmm. we get one of my favorite pages, and you know how you're always say, like, I look. I'd be honest. I, although I own a lot of hardcovers and stuff, I've never got into the collecting the original art game. But I, I would actually, mm-hmm. if I, if I was in that game, this page with Emerald Empress would be good. You know.
2: Oh yeah, for sure. How yeah, much do you
0: reckon good. that would retail for?
1: That page.
0: Like are we took in a few
1: hundred, or are we um, took a few to, thousand. It's hard to say, just because uh, a lot of the Legion stuff from this year all got like bought up and is being held by collectors. So if something did come available, it'd probably be, you know, quite a bit of money. Right. I don't know, maybe like a thousand. Okay, cool. All
0: right, good to know. Um, but yeah, I just like the I like the use of color as well on this page. I I think Emerald Empress. Great colour design and sort of, this is a beautiful page in terms of, if you took all the word balloons away, I think it totally holds up as a piece of art.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, yeah.
0: it's good stuff.
1: Nice and panel work.
0: Nice panel work. And who is the uh, member of the Fatal Five who comes in here? What's his go- What's this guy's name?
1: Uh, I think she calls him Camrag, but yeah. I don't think he's really a member. But he wanted to gain interest or entrance.
0: Oh, he gets To the fatal
1: five. Um, yeah, because he's killed right away. Yeah, she
0: says. He says. I say. I will have my place in the fatal five. Empress, Sigh, you are strong-willed, and he's like. And then he tries almost to come online. That is not my only strength, Your Majesty. And then she's like, "Really?" And just kills him.
1: <laughs> and it's
0: just yeah, like exactly. a pile of ash. <laughs> hollow files, yeah, files do not please me any more than failure does. And then she comes across our old friend, <laughs> the, the persuader. Yeah. Who's just kind of rocking back. And, um, yeah. And she's like, no, another failure persuader, another dead failure.
2: <laughs> uh,
1: yeah.
0: I love it. She's just so basically, yeah,
1: um, Tharok of the fatal five is dead mm-hmm. and validus went missing. Yes. Um, so they uh, are trying to rebuild the Fatal Five. Um,
0: she says, Mano. Uh, the, uh, the
1: Baptist, the...
0: She goes, Mano. Go uh, she makes a noise about Mano, but they actually do rescue Mano, don't they? He, he pops up.
1: Well, he goes in to try to kill a Legionnaire, and he gets, he gets to join if he brings her a dead body of yeah. one of the Legionnaires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was wondering when he was going to pop up, because she said that, and I was like, well, what's going on with Mano? Yeah, But uh, yeah, with uh, Validus, we're like a few months away from him being revealed to be uh, the son of the Saturn girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he gets turned into a human again, and there's no more Validus after that.
0: So Really? We shall have a new uh, Fatal Fire yeah. persuader to satisfy my desires, and you know they are insatiable.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like nope.
0: it. Just mysterious there. Then we jump to Legion headquarters where one of them is doing a bomb into the pool basically magnetic kid yep
1: magnetic kid
0: yeah and this and the, and these are
1: three of the newbies yeah. they're kind of just talking about how they're not sure who Scroll is I think essentially yeah, yeah definitely
0: <laughs> um, yeah they're just they're sort of talking about that and um, it's kind of interesting like how they can't get to the bottom of it then we get to deep space I um, and oh that's right because by now Monel's been cured and she and Phantom Girls like, I'm so glad you're safe now. Cured of the poisoning forever. I think you're the strongest man in the whole universe, my love. And he's like, there is always someone stronger, Shadowless, always. Um, but you're cured yeah. now. Brainy serum cured me before, but, but then I became immune to it. What if this new cure wears off too? What then? It's like, oh God. So we're back we're back here again. But then she does a cool thing with her powers. In a sad sec. Yeah, sad sack one L. And then she has a cool thing where the powers and kind of draws him into the darkness. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, it was kind of cool, too. I didn't notice in the first page, but in the second one, you can tell she's actually wearing his shirt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she is.
2: Yeah, well.
1: It's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's a good scene. And were you saying that Monel gets retconned as well?
1: Did, is that what happened? Um, well, when Superboy's not around, uh, yeah, they... Uh he just loses his roots in being uh meeting Superboy.
0: Right. So who poisoned him then? 'Cause even he even in the issues that I read just before this, where he goes and gets cured, there's a flashback to Superboy. They show Superboy back in the day where he like foolishly opened the lid and all that.
1: So- oh yeah. So I would say that mon might be the most confusing character in comics as far as continuity. Really? Um, Yeah, well, yeah, because at one point uh, later on, they introduce him in the 20th century, and this is supposed to be like his new origin. So rather than being in the 20th century and meeting Superboy, he gets introduced uh, like during Invasion. Do you know Mm -hmm. that event?
0: Uh, Yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he actually joins the L-E-G-I-O-N team.
0: Ah, right, yeah.
1: You know, okay. the... Yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, from there, eventually he gets put into the Phantom Zone and comes out during the Legion's time, I guess. Right.
0: I mean, how ridiculous. that! I, I still can't understand. <laughs> I, I really just think that was probably one of the biggest errors that John Byrne did, uh, like wiping away Superboy, you know? And, like, why... You know what I mean? Like, it's uh, try explaining yeah. that to a kid. Like, oh yeah, Superboy is no longer a thing, and you're like, Superboy's been around since the fucking 50s or something. Why? You know, like <laughs> I oh.
1: know it is weird to think like not only are they dead, but they never existed, and the comic books that you like never yeah. happened. It's just yeah. a bizarre thing.
2: But
0: um, but it's not yeah, like Superboy only comic is- books. It's not like Superboy is some fringe character, you know what I mean? Like he's a massive character. Like he would have sold like millions and millions of comics. Like kids know who Superboy is. He's just the young Superman kind of thing. It's not that hard a concept to grasp, you know. Um, I don't, I don't get it at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to them trying to make it like, you know, revamped and more realistic and yeah, yada so. yada.
0: But yeah, how realistic is Superman really, even in Jumper? Like, how realistic what? is it? You know, like, oh, it's so realistic. Like, it's fuck, it's so realistic. And you're like, really? Is it? Like,
2: okay.
1: <laughs> well, I guess the whole thing is, you know, the thing of Superboy being in Smallville where Clark Kent grew up, and then Clark Kent moving to Metropolis. Yeah. Superman also moving to Metropolis. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know. Superboy, um, the president having his phone number when he was Superboy.
1: Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> in, the,
0: in the super in the Superboy cave or whatever the fuck it was. The, you know. I liked in the um thing how he had the tunnels and it and it was it really did feel like it was like a lo- like they kind of felt like it was one of the last times they could use Superboy like that. And they're like, oh, I remember he's got the yeah. tunnels <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I, I enjoyed it. I was kinda of like, Yeah, thanks Paul Levitz for getting this one in before they fucking wrecked con it. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah. Actually, I was going to say uh, with this, what we're reading now, we're about one year out from them getting rid of Superboy. So Fuck just, the dark, uh, dark day in comics.
0: That's where John yeah. Burns. Lucky I wasn't on the board at DC because I would have nixed that in a heartbeat. If it came to me and I was executive, <laughs> and he's like, and it comes across my desk, oh, we're getting rid of Superboy. I would have been written back, rejected. You know, fix it. <laughs> I would have been one of the suits. I would have marched down one of the suits. I would have. I'd be like. Pal, I don't know what you're doing here with these comics, but we're not getting rid of Superboy. He stays inside as a dog. and just walked out. <laughs> Take a fuck a I That
1: wrecks my whole plan. <laughs>
0: I don't give a fuck. Make a new plan. Or, or I look him in the eye and go, you know who you are? He goes, I'm John Byrne. I go, you're replaceable. Very replaceable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I like
2: that. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, so um, switching, switching. I, I tell you who makes a great appearance, the horse guy. I love the I love the horse race, um, and he's like well, her, her he, yeah he's worried about the um he's worried about the ships and then one of them gets taken. I also like the guy, the doctor with his vouchers. That guy, all he ever cares about yeah, is Dr. getting Kimmel. his getting his vouchers signed. <laughs> yeah, he's great. He's even like in one of the storylines. I think just prior to this, he's like I w-, because hanging around with these people is very dangerous. I would never do it except I need to get my vouchers signed.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's also a big comic book fan. Is he really? That's, that's funny. Yeah, yeah.
0: He's a cook. He's a cook.
1: Uh, but like yeah,
0: him. we see F- we see Flair in a very striking gold bikini when she's not in a, um in her Flair kind of superhero outfit. Um, but when she just turns back to normal and she's like a black lady in this gold bikini, I mean, it's something to see, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very it's, strappy.
0: It's yeah, I mean, there's a lot of skin on display. I've got to say, I enjoy it. Um, yeah, I mean, I when she came across the screen, I was like, hello, I like this new member of the Fatal Five.
1: <laughs> yep, she looks like she's yep, come she direct a from a
0: fucking party in the early 80s, like a pool party. You know, there's been plenty of coke <laughs> on display, and she's all coked <laughs> up. <laughs> Something you know, maybe a young Charlie Sheen was there. I don't know what was going on, but uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sure he was. He yeah,
0: has, yeah. It's a is she is she around much, or is this our, our only appearance of Flair?
1: Yeah, she comes around, but she's not ever really like as important yeah. as she is here. I think Okay.
0: she was good in this. Um, yeah. yeah, and then you like the bikini. I, yeah, I like the bikini a lot, and I, and and like we're <laughs> always talking about like. You know, in modern day, like and Rich will tell you this, like diversity in comics, like they've always been like a this black character, you know, who's like a lead villain, got strong power set, cool character. Thanks, Paul Levitt's in nine eighty six, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah, in fairness though, she's like the what, the fourth member of the Fatal Five. Sure. And then, but hey you know, meanwhile you have one black legionnaire.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, it's the opposite view, I guess, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> the, you know I, the, the French like Invisible much, Kid obviously. too. Are you referring to French Invisible Kid Two? As, as I call mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, he's the only
1: he's
0: the, he's the only Well black there's Tyrock, the but
1: he left. He's, he left,
0: yeah. So they are a bit underserved in the diversity stakes and and, and would it worry you in because it wouldn't worry me if you got to a um movie or a show and they said Lightning Lad is black. Would that worry you at all? Cause it wouldn't worry me
1: at all. No. And I mean, they even, he made him black already in the comics, right? The oh, stuff. Oh, well, there you go. So
0: yeah, but th- th- that to me, that, that is so inconst Like it, that, that kind of thing doesn't worry me at all. I, I, I think that's fine. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah they could exactly. do a bit of that, but they could do a bit of that. Like when it comes to doing Legion, like it's not the end of the world. You can, you can put some mixed races in there. Like, Dawnstar is fucking Native American, obviously, is what you'd cast her as. Uh, you know? Yeah,
2: that's a good one. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and, but that's a, also an easy one. Uh, you could definitely make some of them Asian. You you could mix up that cast pretty easily, is what I'm trying to say. You know?
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because none of them are so iconic to general audiences that they totally. would yeah. like, know or care. Exactly,
0: and and that way you like this ridiculous diversity test that people have now. You'd pass the test easily because there's plenty of female members. Um, you could you. I I don't think that. I actually think Legion would be something that would be really easy to 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 fit in with such a a, a large cast. Makes it even easier, you know. Um, yeah, it's it.
1: apt for uh, adaptation.
0: Dude, I'm ready for a fucking Legion show. I will tell you that much. Like uh, the more I think about it, the more I want a show rather than a movie. You know, like give me give
1: yeah, me, that's probably the right way to go.
0: Give me a HBO Max show like this Green Lantern Corps thing, but do that with Legion, and maybe
1: yeah, you, I mean, you, to me the Abnet and Landing stuff would be like a good tone, or like more modern feeling. Um, you know, they probably wouldn't do all the nostalgic stuff like hey Jeff Johns would do. Or you want anything. the count
0: of you? No, thank you. Give me, give me Carrie Bates, Paul Levitt style. Give me Silver Age, baby. <laughs>
1: crypto.
0: <laughs> give me, yeah. Give me Superboy. Hey, but you don't need to introduce Superboy early. I mean, bring, give me Legion. Maybe introduce Superboy sometime late in the first season with Crypto in tow. Thank you. Um, but no, I want, yep. I want that feel. I want that retro feel, man. I don't want it to be like all jacked up and modern, dude. I want it to be out there. Um, with everyone in the clubhouse and and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, give me the classics, please. Hey, I'm down. I'm down. I'm super down. Hey, in the first episode, they're hanging out in the old clubhouse before they get the new one.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. The rocket ship.
0: How did they fit Little in the rocket ship? How did they fit in that thing? Like, It looks like it's like a small rocket ship.
1: Yeah, I know. Um, they never really draw it very well, proportion <laughs> wise.
0: Well, sometimes it just looks like a small rocket ship in the middle of the some desert or something. Like, and I'm like, how are we getting everyone in there? <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it basically, looks like it's like one room. Yeah, you know? is it
0: like tiered seating, That's like, like wraparound seating on the walls or something? You know, that would work. Yeah. <laughs> Just putting ideas out there. I don't know. But, like, they did make a good decision when they decided to sort of, you know, <laughs> invest in a bigger bigger clubhouse.
1: Yeah, a bit of an
0: upgrade. So then we have um, Element Lad kind of quizzing Sensor Girl. Um, Saturn Girl vouched for you. A majority voted you in. Great. So what happens is so, to become a Legion member, someone has to vouch for you, and then it's voted on. I, I didn't realize that. Is that right?
1: Um, I think in this case, she had to be vouched for because of her identity being a secret. But generally, no, nobody really has to like vouch for them.
0: But it goes to a popular vote. It, it, it's not just like a council vote of three people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's actually all the members. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very democratic.
1: Yeah. You know, that's one that you should check out is I think it was issue 14. Mm. It's one of my favorites where, you know, you see a bit of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'd like to see that.
0: Half the team has one dumb theory or another about who you are, and I can't stop the suspicions from causing problems between legionnaires. Can I help you with whatever it is making you keep your agenda a secret? Please. And she's like, I am truly sorry, but no. And then he's like, Then will you at least tell me you can clear the problem up soon, or that you hope to? She's like, No. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then she leaves and is quitting the team because she thinks that she's hurting the team.
0: Yeah, definitely. She's very powerful, though. Like, the, she seems to be able to predict or go anywhere. Like, there's just no sort of limit to her sort of ability to sort of move around. Like, she's, she moves across vast areas of space just, like, very quickly. It's quite interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, and it'll be interesting when we see who it is and how she was able to accomplish that.
0: Yeah, and then Ultra Boy um, is out, and who's he with? Who's Is that uh, Phantom Girl that he's with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, he looks up with his vision and he sees right through a mask because he gets a bright idea finally to check out who's underneath the mask. And there's nothing there. There's nothing inside. Sensor Girl's costume is empty. <laughs> I like how the way they, they put yeah. the end at the end. Like, even though it's a continuing story, they've got end. <laughs> like...
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It just felt like he didn't really need that.
0: Well, especially when it's very much Ed's on a cliffhanger.
1: <laughs> but Yeah, um, I know. Yeah.
0: Then the next one was an interesting one. Um, and weren't you saying the Lightning Lass and Shrinking Violet have a lesbian relationship later on? And this is kind of, I noticed, was kind of encoded into the script. Because there's one thing where where um, Lightning Lass is saying to Shrinking Violet, I've changed my whole life. Have you? And I was like, why is she like this? And then I realized that it's kind of like she's talking about like she's, you know, kind of like changed everything,
1: including her relationships. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't think that was in this story, but maybe one of the other ones you read?
0: It was in one of the other ones, but in this storyline, there's the, there's the scene where Timberwolf tries his luck with her. And uh, right, and she flips out on him big time. He's like something. That, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. She she like I get why him.
1: she's mad, but I also kind of feel for him because yeah, um, you know he was kind of a mess before he found the legion, but you know he's probably an idiot for not just going with her.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, she really had the shit's though big time. I was there for you for all your identity crises, your troubles and your problems. But when I needed you, what happened? Suddenly the Legion was more important. Who helped you join the Legion in the first place? And yeah, it's just like, it's just like that relationship is really over. She's like, I love you, Brynn, but I can't take you back. I can't. And, uh, yeah, uh, it, it is what it is, man. You know?
1: Yeah. She never does take him back. Um, uh- yeah, it's kind of interesting because it's one that you kind of, at least as a Legion fan, you think of as like an iconic couple, but they haven't been together for the past like, you know, 35 years. Wow.
0: Does he move on to someone else?
1: Um, I don't think we ever really see him date anyone particular. Right.
0: Really? Just uh, constantly on the on the move
1: after that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess they've rebooted a lot of times too. So it's like, you know, yeah, maybe in there he's dated somebody else.
0: Okay. For a second, I thought it was he's just chasing the moving ball. Like he just keeps moving. Like for 35 years now, he's just been, you know, dating to fill the emptiness inside, you know? uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's kind of the the gist with this version of the character going forward.
0: Okay, cool. Um, Then we get to the very big panel that says, finally, Sensor Girl revealed. And having read it since 16, I was like, man, I need to know this. I was like super, like, who the hell is Sensor Girl? Like, like Paul Levitt's hooked me in big time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's cool that you went back and read a little bit more. You know, it has more impact for you.
0: I like to have a bit of lead in. When when, when I've got the time, because I've been sick, I've been bedbound. So I kind of had the time just to just to, a bit of lead in reading always helps me, you know, because I always have a lot of questions. Yeah. Um. Another good yeah. panel, first panel here. Greg Laroque does a good Emerald Empress. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, Revelation. Um. And we've got here the uh, members, uh, of the New Fatal Five. We've got persuaded there. We've got Flair. Um. Who's this other one in the sort of like yeah. um. She's in like a club. That's uh, a caress.
1: caress. And they're leaving the fifth member a bit secretive for yes. now. Yes,
0: indeed. Uh, great image, I've got to say, of Dawnstar and a wildfire um, just going through space. I didn't realise that her tracking was better in space than on ground. Um, cool character, Dawnstar. Can um, yeah, I ask a great. question? It, it, this might sound like a stupid question. Um, their flight ring. She doesn't need a flight ring to fly because she's got wings, but does that flight ring give them the Perfect. ability to be in space um, and not get um, you know, hammered by space, or can she just do that naturally?
1: Um, a lot of the times they wear what they call trans suits, mm-hmm. um, but uh, they might eventually adapt those into the flight ring, so I couldn't really say. Right. Um, but I think she could probably fly with that one.
0: Yeah, if she can track in space naturally, it probably makes sense that she can fly around in space. Um, yeah. And uh, Dawnstar is always giving Wildfire kind of the cold shoulder. He's like, okay, Dawnstar, I only wanted to to catch up on a much neglected friendship. I know Wildfire, but not while I search for a possibly re- renegade legionnaire, please. She's always kind of shutting him down a bit, you know?
1: Yeah, um, to the extent that he coming up tries to find, like, a way to have, like, a human body again. Cool. Which is a pretty interesting story.
0: <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, there we go. Am I correct in saying, maybe it's my imagination, but next page, panel, uh, Phantom Girl, has she changed her costume a bit there? Has she always had kind of that strip down the front? Uh,
1: she has some, but it might be a little bit more exaggerated here.
0: Looks good. That's all I'll say. The only thing yeah. I'm gonna say. <laughs> I, I tell you what, when I'm casting a movie, I wanna I want a black or brunette playing Phantom Girl just dressed like that, please. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I do see why
2: yeah. not. Steve Lakes. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Gets a ticket of approval here. Um, yeah, and then and they're and they're rocking around. Um, what are they trying to do? They're trying to sort of what are they actually trying to do? they
1: to... they're either chasing after sensor girl yeah i think they're chasing after sensor girl right
0: okay yeah they are because they
1: wind up on the
0: the planet um and then we've got a uh, pretty awesome scene with uh white witch i really like white witch's design and um she's doing something crazy and has you've got block cutting this massive like what is it like a gem um mm-hmm. it's absolutely enormous and um, yeah, one the, of the, the what I like these turtle things that are coming out of the medi complex. It's like, I told you to behave. The nurse said it was a sample, and it's just like two random turtle people.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if that was something that Greg LaRoque just wanted to put in there or what?
0: Yeah, it's kind of
1: funny. A little joke about eating a sample.
0: And um, then we we have here th- this, I believe, yeah, Universo has ordered them well. So he's basically, um, they're doing some experimentation um, on this character, but this this guy, the doctor, he's, uh, Universo has ordered him to do it well. And I believe Universo might actually have some sort of mind powers, if I'm right.
1: Correct. Um, uh, Yeah, this is, I think they're just trying to heal him, but this is Rond Vidar, who's his son. Uh-huh. Um, and you, you've seen him a few different times. He's friends with Brainiac. Yeah. Um, he becomes a Green Lantern.
0: Right. Right. Yes.
1: And I think the Legionnaires actually think he's dead.
0: Right. He's kind of in a coma, isn't he? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to follow through with what's going on here. So, finally, we see some Dream Girl. Uh, They're standing behind Colossal Boy. That's good to know. Uh, good to spot mm-hmm. her. And... uh Basically, at the same time... Um, so, Dawnstar's leading uh, them on, and Mary Chase, they're trying to find... They find the asteroid. That's right. And it's a cemetery where they put all the Dead Legionnaires, yeah?
1: Yeah, I think it's called uh, Shinghala. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And this is where Prince... Um, sorry. Uh, Sensor Girls trail led them. Yes.
0: The trail but ends and then it disappears. Weird. And then... Granny's saying, I'm all right. I simply haven't been in years. He was a good friend until Validus killed him. I miss you, kid. So that was Karate Kid.
1: No, this is Invisible Kid. Oh.
0: Now, can you read that? Are, are you proficient in Legion language that you can read that, like that's on the sort of torpedo? Uh, no,
1: I'm not. I'm not I have that. been able to in the past. Like, I've known it well enough to be able to read like that. Yeah, but- okay. I could probably make out that was Invisible Kid, but yeah. partly just because, like, how many letters there are, yeah, 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 you know. Yes. And then also, you can tell like that one's a V pretty easily. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and then out of nowhere, um, Mano just pops up, doesn't he? He just comes out with sort of like a hidden strike move.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Brainy's got his uh, shields up, luckily. Yeah, I know. It's kind of crazy.
0: And then um, Ultra Boy comes flying in, off creep. Um, Watch the hand, Mano. You're not hurting anybody today. (laughs) Oh, you mean that hand, baby? (laughs) like It's like a team-up between Timberwolf and uh, Ultra Boy to take him down.
1: Yeah. It's funny to me though how they just let his arm like flap around. Like I'd be still kind of nervous. (laughs) Yeah, about him like reaching over and grabbing me.
0: Yeah, I know. It's it's a pretty deadly hand, really. Um. (laughs) Um, It's a pity SensiGirl turned out to be a distraction at such a critical moment. I hope she hasn't joined the Empress. And I thought she was a SuperGirl clone that Brainy had created. No, Brainy's had a rough time, but he's still stable. I don't think he'll go crazy again. I like the way they're sort of just like. Hoping, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we need him. We we need him, even though he's like a bit of a fragile kind of case. What do you think of Brainy's hair? It seems to have gotten longer. Like, yeah,
1: I don't like the long hair.
0: uh, Neither do I, and I, yeah, really not a fan of it. Actually, I mean, get a haircut, Brainy. That's my advice.
1: I guess it's probably supposed to show like that he's not keeping up with himself out of grief, maybe. Yeah,
0: definitely. Um, so some good Dawnstar scenes though here, like it's good to see Dawnstar kind of get in a role. Like wh- when it comes to tracking in space, she's really a girl, isn't she? You know, it's really, where she. Gets yeah, I mean, she's a
1: handy character to have around too. And you just want to be like, you know, you want the action to happen, but you don't want to have to like come up with a new contrived way for them to find, um, people. Yeah.
0: I want to point your attention to something here and uh, sorry if this is going to sound sexist to any legionnaires who might be ladies, but um, we if you go to page 18, I just want to focus in on Dream Girl here for a second. Um, <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> so down here, you might notice that when she says enter the coordinates for Mantella's family estate polar boy, if you look at her left breast, I'm pretty confident I see a nipple like through the costume. If you look at the artist design there, if you look closely, if you look he closely, did leave
1: a bit of a point, didn't he? Yeah,
0: that's all. I'm I'm just saying, like I, you know, art critic Dave has has noticed it, and I do focus in on Dream Girl's panels. <laughs> I do. I am quite fond of studying the Dream Girl design. I think it's a fantastic design. Um, yeah, it's good good work, Greg Larocca. They're just putting something in for the fans. I think. Um.
1: <laughs> yep. Thanks, Greg. Thanks,
0: Greg. From back in '86, dialing it back. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I'm sure he was thinking of Signal of Doom in the far future, kind of bringing this kind of stuff up. Um, yeah, he's got to be. Yeah, and then um, it's just going crazy. Uh, the fight's on. Uh, Flair's just she's all energy. She like, don't rush Flair. Give us a moment mm-hmm. to enjoy their pain. She's Emerald Empress has fallen into the classic villain trope of like. Almost wanting to just enjoy it a bit too much, you know, like rather than go. For yeah, a for sure. Time.
1: And I was gonna say we talked about you wanted to do more Emerald Empress stories, so we picked this one. Sure. Uh, but I didn't even realize how much other stuff was really kind of tied into it, and how it's more of a, a *Censor Girl* story. Oh, it's a huge um, *Censor Girl* story. But it is interesting because those two from this story kind of. Become tied together, and the next time the Emerald Empress shows up, they have a bit of a, a kinship between them.
0: Really? Okay, that's interesting. Um, yeah, well, it's 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 cool. And so, yeah, they, they wind up. Basically, it's a fight scene. Like, there's an extended fight scene. I believe in this one, if I'm correct, Persuader actually gets a nick in on Dream Girl, or maybe that's in a future. That's later on in this fight, but he. In one of these fights, yeah, it's not in this fight, so it's, it must be in the next issue where, where Persuader actually does nick Dream Girl. But basically, oh, wow. yeah. um, it's, it's pretty great stuff. Like, it, it comes to Emma saying, your moment has arrived, choose the path of pleasure or denial, but know that you belong on my side. And she's like, uh, Sensor says, you are a thief, Sara, of Vengar, and even if you once stole a throne, do not dare presume to dictate to me. And it's so cool. Um, like the fight scene is just full on, and everyone's kind of putting in. And then it comes to Emerald Empress. She says, "This time you won't." Well, I was gonna say
1: not. also, Flair's costume has kind of changed. Where it was more like yes. bikini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You funny. know, like a two piece. Now it's more like a one piece. Yeah, that sort of sucks. That sucks.
0: That, that's happened during the story yeah. as well. Like, thanks censors. You know, like that—that <laughs> that is censorship in action, man. You know. Um. Anyway, so possibly. Emma. Emer- oh well. I'm. I'm going to say definitely, not possibly. Someone's got the. No- <laughs> someone's got the note down to Levitz and the artist, like cover her up a bit. You know, she's showing a bit too much flesh. Yeah.
1: We need to get Greg LaRoque on here to you know yeah. talk about the man keeping him down.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> uh, this time he won't confuse the eye so easily. There'll be no hiding, no escape. The game is over. The masquerade done. Bid farewell to life as you welcomed it. Projectra. And I was like, "Oh my lord!" Like it's Princess Projecture. I was, I was so surprised. Like I didn't see that one coming at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, pretty crazy. And so, do you reckon that page and would you be worth? You haven't
1: read. Go ahead.
0: You no, go ahead. What haven't I read?
1: I was gonna say you haven't read when she left the Legion. So no. you were probably like not even really aware of what her status quo was i wasn't even aware the
0: karate kid had died although I did notice that other karate kid guy was there but I, I I did notice their absence but it didn't really you know i was i was thinking who could it be but british projection of me always seemed kind of weak you know like or it was just illusions like I didn't see her as a player on this scale you know what I mean like doing it all like I, yeah, I, I, I think this
1: um, story kind of like put her ahead a little bit. Um, this and the previous story what uh, where he dies, uh, yeah. you kind of gain new respect for her.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've always liked her as a character, but no, this definitely took her up a bunch. Now, that page with Princess Projectors reveal, I mean, in original art terms, I, I'm imagining that's kind of a key issue for Legion fans. Would that retail for like if you, a collector a few thousand dollars, do you think, or something?
1: Mm, I don't know. Uh, possibly, uh, yeah, yeah. I would say so. Like I, a, I, I just felt that it was.
0: I just felt that it was probably such a um a, a key kind of issue, a key moment. You know, key page.
1: Yeah, I could see that. I'm not sure um how much people. You know, I think generally Legion fans like Sensor Girl, but right. uh, yeah, I'm not. I guess I'm not really sure what the general consensus is on the. You know, the twist.
0: Have to take it to the open market. You know,
1: yeah. Imagine,
0: mm-hmm. imagine at some point if you, if, if you, if your wife came home and like cars missing from the driveway, and she's like, "Where's the car?" You go, "I got rid of it, and I got this instead." He point to the page on the wall. <laughs> See how that yeah, goes. Yeah, that'd be still. popular. I'm sure. Yeah, it should be a popular move. <laughs> yeah. I, I took out a second mortgage. <laughs> I took out a second mortgage, yeah. and I and I and I bought some. And she comes in and, and you've got like an office, and every part, all these pages on the wall. <laughs> Where'd you get the money for this, Adam? Yeah, it's a good
1: investment.
0: Yeah, I made some. Moves. <laughs> I made some. I was listening to John Suntress the other day, and um, he was saying that uh, a, a guy he knew who's just retired, um, you know, seventy or ish, had been a long-term collector, you know, like long-term, and he had uh, what was called an ashtray comic of Action One, um, which was huh. like. So action one, yeah, I assume you know the famous Superman holding the car or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was even before that, so that wasn't even. It was before it went to the printer or something. So it was action yeah, one, like but a it, sample, yeah, sample, and it doesn't have Superman on the cover, but it has. It, it is the original original of it kind of thing. It's Ashtray Comic, I think it's called. Anyway, the guy sold it for just over two hundred grand. Um. Wow. And he was just retiring just retiring and just yeah, he, he you know, he has plenty of artwork and he just sold that two hundred grand in the pocket. Nice at age seventy, just as you're retiring. Nice little nest egg there, you know.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. I didn't even know that anything like that, you know, still existed. It's crazy. Well,
0: apparently this guy, a long term collector, I think, dropped out of it these days, but he he'd he have a lot of art. And I guess if you pick the right pieces and there's a there's you know, there's Let's face it, there's your Nicolas Cage's out there. There's more than just Nicolas Cage, but there's guys with very deep pockets is what I'm trying to say. Um,
1: Well, yeah, I guess my thing was just the fact that, you know, it's rare enough for somebody to have held on to their action comics, number one, Yeah, let alone for whoever was in the production of that uh, issue to hold on to like the... You know their sample, and I imagine uh,
0: this guy yeah. had bought that at some point. Like he wouldn't have had it since nineteen thirty nine or whatever. Like at some point in his oh, sure. collecting career, he's purchased that. But I, he he made a massive profit. You know, it was, it was just it's yeah, just sure. I, it's always nice to see, especially fans and collectors, when they can have those kind of windfalls. You know. Um, uh-huh. if you yeah. managed to hold on, and uh,
1: I do know that the original art market in general is just kind of like skyrocketing these yeah. last few years. Yeah, like I think I saw something about a, a page from the first um, issue of Daredevil was going for like fifty thousand dollars or something. Jesus.
0: Yeah, I mean, for yeah. me, it's a game. I'm not even. I'm not even thinking about getting involved in that game because I, 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 I also just don't treasure the individual pages enough. Like I'm, I'm bad yeah. that way. But I've also got a big collection. Like you know, I don't really sort of. If I had endless money, you know, if money wasn't an object, even then, uh, I wouldn't be about the original art. I would buy. If I had like shitloads, I would buy a few key issues. You know to put in, like, a sort of, like, almost like a bat cave, kind of, you know, how Batman does the Robin outfits. I do it, Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd do a little bit of that. But even that, it wouldn't be my major thing at all. Like, Yeah, you I gotcha. There'd be a lot of... Yeah, shit for
1: me, cave. the original art thing is less about, like, an investment or money or anything as it is to, like, I don't know, if there's an artist I really like, I'd sure. like to have maybe some artwork by them or, if there's a certain character, I'd like to have artwork of them. And, but I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm obsessive. Like a lot of the guys out there. So when you buy there. it
0: though, when you buy it, like this Legion stuff, are you buying the pencils or the inks and no colors? Like what form are you buying it in?
1: Um, you can usually buy pencils or inks, but no, you, I mean, I, for the most part, I don't think colors is really oh. a thing you can buy. Yeah, so right.
0: that's what I'm saying. It's in black and white. No, that's cool. Like with the with, so yeah. it's ink, it's usually inked as well. Yeah.
1: Um, I would say generally, you know, sometimes okay. though you'll have somebody, like I got a page from the Generations Shattered book, which I think you read on mm. the show. Uh, I had the Legion in it, and the penciler penciled it, and then you know maybe the inker lives on the other side of the world, mm. so he just scanned it and then the guy inked over the scan. Right. Um, so in this case, you could buy the pencils by the artist, yeah. or you could buy just the inks um, right. by the other artist. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Some artists, some collectors wouldn't consider the inks to be as valuable as the pencils.
0: I know Drew but even though maybe
1: the inks look better.
0: I know Drew DeRace, you just give an ad for Drew here. You know, he's an inker of many years, done a lot of work for DC Uh and Marvel. I know one of his, um, you know, income streams is inking over, like, commissions and and I assume sometimes original artwork. But I know – so people have art, you know, that they have, and they're like, can you ink this for me? So ink the pencils kind of thing. Um, Yeah,
1: I've thought about doing that with some of my art.
0: Well, he should tap up Trujerasi. He's available, man.
1: You know, and he does. Maybe it will. He does
0: he does good work? I tell you, I'm no art critic, but I tell you, some of the stuff he posts up, I'm I'm like, man, I, I really like that. Like he he does some stuff that you know, off off the pencils, where it's it's definitely impressive. He knows what he's doing. Um, I mean, guy's been around for you know doing professional inking for like thirty years or something. So, um, no, yeah, it's impressive. I'm yeah. On.
1: They seem like the most uh, underappreciated. Well yeah. maybe not the most underappreciated, but a very underappreciated portion of the of the process that we Yeah, I think you know, um after them the
0: after them it's the letterer, you know? I, I think they're more appreciated than yeah, the letterer, for sure. but definitely they're yeah, they're they're not they're not given their full due. Which is a shame because uh, when you see the inks, um, that definitely does form a I'm no art expert but it definitely forms the impression of the whole picture you know like it it, it adds a lot and a bad inking can detract a lot you know but a good inker like drew right. well yeah it, it adds plenty i mean yeah definitely and i think a lot of people i think a lot of the so-called under you know estimation a lot of it's innocent it's people like me who really don't know what art and how it's created and all the different layers and Mm -hmm. stuff, you know, artists would appreciate it. But those of us who aren't artists, who don't know the nuts and bolts of it, it's all a bit of a mystery, you know? And uh, I think, so it's innocently underappreciated, if you know what I mean. But then when you know a bit more about the process, you know?
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, um, if they do a good job, you don't really notice it. Exactly. If they do a bad job, then you notice it. You know, it's kind of like one of those things, like when I'm reading a comic book and I see letters, I either don't notice it or I think they did a bad job, but I never am like, Oh, these are good letters because if they're good letters, I just don't agree. It doesn't. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I I
0: know. Interesting. I've had um, some, some sort of colleagues uh, on the podcasting thing. One of them is a letterer, actually professional one. Oh, really? Yeah, and he says that. That's cool. His, he I says, didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the old shows I used to listen to. Um, and, yeah, he's a professional letterer now, and he's now he's now getting work at Marvel and DC, you know. Um, and, yeah, I think That's it's cool. interesting when he talks, because it really is, I, I mean, someone like me, I know nothing about it, you know. But, like you say, I know it. If I'm I've – I've noticed lettering in my entire span of reading comics – a few times, I've seen some lettering where I'm like, wow, that's not very good, you know? But most of the time, I'm like, yeah. man, they're doing a good job. You know, if I even think about it, it's, I don't notice it, so they're doing something right, you know? Um, of well, course, Yeah,
1: I, I mean, I'll be honest. I would have thought at this point it would have been done, like, electronically.
0: No, They do it... Um, look, I'm, I'm going on third-hand information, but it now, these days, it's really uncommon for them to do it by hand. Yeah. But, oh, okay. but so they're doing it on computer, but there's a lot to it apparently about all placing and and where to do it and there's there's a lot 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 that goes into it that you and I who, who aren't letterers would have no idea but there is a lot yeah. to, there is a lot a hell of a lot to it that we're just not we just don't notice but yeah there, it, it, it is a skill it really is a skill. I mean it's it's not something anyone can just do and do well. There's a lot that goes into it, but yeah, it's very
1: something that you don't think about is that they also probably have to make the decision of where does the bubble go and what you know. Yeah, yeah. What art am I going to block out in order to get the text in?
0: Hundred percent. That's a huge part of it—the placement and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, no, it's 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 a real craft, and um, I I consider a real privilege when when he's spoken about it here and there over over the time. It's made me look at it and stuff. I remember back in 2000 AD, there was a letterer. Tom Frame, who did a lot of lettering, who did a fantastic job huh. on – he did a lot of work, you know? Did a hell of a lot of work mm-hmm. on, a, on a lot of classic – and so much so that you knew his name, you know, because they would give the credits. And um,
1: Yeah, I think that's usually the case because, like, I don't imagine that the um, the rate is as high for a letterer, so they're probably doing, like, you know, 10 yeah. books a month or something. Yeah.
0: All right, Adam. So we now arrive at issue twenty-six. Uh, Legion of Superheroes illusion. It's entitled. Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that was an interesting discussion on uh, on lettering. <laughs> I like on this Sensi- And um, Polar Boy says sensei is projector and you see persuade to go, huh? <laughs> yeah, not not the smartest guy. <laughs> it's just like, and I. Oh, this is my kind of response too. I was like, "Wow, I did not, I did not see that coming," and you know what? I I don't know what era it was that we did. It must have been Levitts, where it had the kind of medieval world that she came from. You know, I I like lo- I like those storylines. You know, where she went because she sort of left to go with with Karate Kid to take over as king and queen, didn't
1: they? Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, it was cool seeing the Giffen artwork on the medieval stuff too. Yeah,
0: and that was around the Before Dark, not, no, the Great Darkness Saga trade or hardcover or, or at least The Curse. It was during those ones, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I think it was around there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, no, so it was it was good stuff. Everybody stunned staring at Jackie. Oh, this is Dream Girl. If we have a chance against a new Fate of Five, this is it. And that's a good move by Dream Girl where it's just like um, – you know, this is the moment to um, attack, basically. And you do see on page uh, four, she's like, Colossal Boy, grab Jackie. Don't bark orders, Dream Girl. This is Persuader, unless you can back them. She's like, it's not that easy to hit someone to predict your moves, Persuader, and then she actually gets hit.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, and that's what you were talking about. Yeah,
0: and I was But I got to say, I was girl.
1: impressed by Dream Girl. She came off uh, very competent here, very competent leader.
0: Hell yeah, man. I mean... God, she's my number one gal. What do you mean you're impressed? She constantly impresses me. Dream Girl's <laughs> awesome, dude. Like, I tell you what, when it comes to voting time, if I wasn't voting for myself, I'd be voting for Dream Girl almost every time. I mean, she's she's great.
2: Yes.
0: You know, and, and, sure I, enough, and, and I've got to be honest, man. I'm going to put something out there that might be a hot take in Signal Land or in, in Legion, Legion Outpost Land. I'm not a big fan of the relationship with Starboy. I think she needs to be more footloose and fancy free. I mean, he's always crying and moaning uh, about how he doesn't get enough attention from her and stuff. Well, you know, she's out there, loud and proud.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Um, I'm a big fan of Starboy, mostly from the uh, JSA stuff. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I hear you. I will say there's a he's fair bit of jealousy super coming in. Fun to be around.
0: Yeah, there's a bit of jealousy coming in from me, that or a fictional character as well. You know, because I do consider Dream Girl kind of my number <laughs> one. So you know, I know if I was in the Legion, yeah. I'd be making a play for her. That's for sure. You know,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. I, I'd be saying you've got my vote, Remy. You know, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't like the way he would mope around when she was leader about how he wasn't getting enough attention and stuff. You know, I never, yeah. So. And then, okay, so then we give Polar yeah, Boy something it didn't
1: to
0: do. I was gonna say, it
1: didn't seem like they had much for Star Boy to do.
0: No, definitely. Um, now then we had uh, Polar Boy uh, did something, he gave a bit of a cold charge to Prince Projector. And she comes up, um, are you all right, Jackie? P- physically, yes, but I sense a terrible peril we stand in. And then she switches to, to Girl, And they're like, hey, what's with the illusion? We know who you are now, Projectra. She's like, there are reasons though, I'm Girl now. A Reasons why I can assure you that if we are to survive, we must do so on our own. So it's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, we also saw where Brainy has figured out who, um, projector was nice. on his own yes and that's where he makes that comment about Timberwolf. yeah that was actually a funny comment as well like um
0: yeah, <laughs> that, yeah that was a that was such a snipey little comment from brainy as well like where he just like you know sort of shadows now i i want to pay some attention to because i think we've kind of built it up here the the storyline the backstory line of sensor girl and princess projector about how when karate kid died Um, she was just totally lost wasn't she and she wept and prayed and found herself most sorely wanting i had brought doom to orando and to my heart's desire there was no reason to blame technology or other worlds only me in that instant of revelation i found myself surrounded by my ancestors they brought me a gift to me a gift of power now i would not only be able to cast illusions and see through my own but i would see through much of the illusion of the world and, like, stuff like even time and space she can she can sort of see through. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's – which explains how she can kind of be everywhere at once. I actually think, honestly, this is some great stuff. This is, like, Grant Morrison-level stuff in the 90s but being done then, you know, in, in a sort of more coherent way in some ways. Like um, – Yeah, I
1: can see
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's – I think it's a long way. Then Dream Girl, who looks stunning, even with the little sort of sling on. If you look at Paige, uh fifteen. I just want to focus in on Dream Girl there. Looking fantastic in that time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she looks good. She so looks good. And she's like, I um you she she makes a comment. Your disguise also covered for the fact that you had broken the Legion's code by killing karate kids murder. Convenient. Um I executed a foul creature. Who who are you to de- say I was wrong, Dream Girl? Not me. But death can't be treated lightly, Jackie. None of us really has any power over it. Royal, superpowered or otherwise. Death has its own price. And um, it's kind of cool. And then she's actually, she's, yeah, she's seeing the future. Are you seeing the future again? I hear death in your thoughts. It's not important, not now. So Dream Girl is one step ahead, isn't she? And she does say, like, obviously they knew Princess Projector had killed Karate Kid's murderer, but because she was coming in as Sensor Girl, she kind of got a pass on it because no one knew it was her.
1: Yeah, exactly, and, you know, she's kind of throwing some shade at her, like, is, uh, yeah, yeah. you act like all oh, this was for noble reasons, but really you violated the Constitution, Yeah, and, you know, there's just some drama there about, is she going to be accepted now that she, they know who she is?
0: Yeah, definitely, and, well, it, it comes to the vote, but um, but, but then again, it, they do make a funny comment where they're like, we kind of said it was in self-defense, kind of, <laughs> it's, like, very convenient.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, it was... It wasn't really. I'm going to send you those pages later so you can see kind of how that happened. But uh, yeah. also it's uh, interesting that Dream Girl was the one that was saying that because she has the most reason to, like, be, um, you know, I guess annoyed about it because she's with uh, Starboy who was kicked out of the Legion for killing somebody.
0: Yeah, I thought he. I thought someone else had been. Yeah, so she's kind of saying, like, yeah, but didn't they relax that rule later on?
1: No, it's not really relaxed, but they did let him back in. Uh, but I wouldn't say they ever really relaxed it as a rule.
0: Oh, the rule I'm thinking of was the rule about marriage.
1: Yeah, the marriage one they did. Uh-huh.
0: Sorry, that was the one I was thinking of. Yeah, which makes more sense. I mean, the death rule, is I think, yeah. is a pretty crucial rule. Um, although, you know, like, in a fight like this, where it's a fight to the death... I could understand mm-hmm. them, Like, this is me. If you're in a fight against the Fatal Five to death with guys like Persuader with his axe and Emperor Empress who are out to kill you, if one of them dies in that fight, I don't see that as a big deal.
1: Uh, for me, I guess, uh, I don't either. I think it all goes back to, like, being inspired by Superman and mm. sticking to his ideals.
0: Yeah, but they don't have the powers of Superman. You know? True. Yeah. Superman has such a vast array of power.
1: And I'm talking, about,
0: I'm, I'm talking about a very specific scenario like this, where you're trapped on a world against probably a stronger foe, you know, um, who's out to kill you. If in the battle, I'm talking in the heat of battle, if someone dies, just like in normal war, um, you know, you're not held up for murder. You know what I mean? Like, because they're trying to kill you as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that comes down to the self-defense thing, like that it would be excused, um, you know, similar to what they said about Projectra. Yeah, definitely.
0: H- how, um, in terms of the death, how how sort of uh, culpable was she? Like, was it an act of passion or was it like a cold-blooded when she killed the person? It was
1: pretty much an execution. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, he was, like, trying to attack her, but she had the upper hand and was just like, killed
0: him well it is what it is um i noticed i mean
1: he was responsible for killing karate kid though so you know yeah yeah he deserved it
0: yeah he totally deserved it i noticed that flair's uh bikini sort of almost seems to be covering weirdly more of her from the front but less of her from the sides you know it is a as you say it's kind of an execution but she had reasons for it yeah
1: yeah, I actually just sent you the, uh, the images on Messenger. Cool. Um, but yeah, anyway. Right. Uh, but yeah, she had reasons. Um, anyway, where were we? Uh, well, they're it, fighting. Yeah, it's the fight scene. I'm just, I'm just kind of going through it. There's
0: it's some good artwork in this fight scene, and I can definitely see. <laughs> look at the page. Um, what page is it? Uh, page 22. Look at Dream Girl's expression where she's been, like, knocked out.
1: <laughs> I don't have page numbers. Oh. It's, it's, um, yeah, I don't have page numbers. Emerald Empress
0: is standing over uh, Ultra Boy. And Colossal then... Boy.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, I see now. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, Ugh. Yeah,
0: she's kind of just going down. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, and then we get Mantella, and I didn't see this coming. Mantella really only wanted to prove to Legionnaires that she could help them with her powers, so she never meant for the Empress to win. And so she sort of like betrays the Empress because she thinks the fight's going way too far in. um, She's kind of waiting for the fight to turn in the Fatal Five's favor and then she's going to try to turn it. And then Emerald Empress realizes and she just flat out, you talk about execution, she just flat out kills Mentella.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, snaps her neck. Yeah, so Mentala was just trying to help out. Mm. Almost actually like a, a sleeper agent.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah.
0: And then but so, I think so uh, again, I so read again. that
1: she was actually uh based on Steve Lytle's wife, at least uh oh, right. visually. Wow.
0: Okay. That's <laughs> just like, interesting. Ch- choked death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, Hey, we did your wife in a comic. Oh, fantastic. What's she doing? She's dead. We uh yeah, we uh we she snapped we, we snapped her <laughs> neck. Um yeah. Can't wait to see you at the party next week. Um, yeah, and then uh, Saturn Girl actually hears like the the scream of agony. Um, then from someone somewhere, someone died a horrible death. It's like, okay, thanks, Saturn Girl, <laughs> like, yeah. for for your cameo there and announcing the death.
2: <laughs>
0: You're sort of like. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see Dream Girl really sort of, like, takes it on. She tries to sort of choke. Um, so a little bit of choking going on. She tries to choke um, Emerald Empress, um, but then she gets, she gets hammered down. Um, Persuader knocks down Polar Boy. Um, but then uh, Sensor Girl really goes up a notch, and she actually sort of hammers Persuader and puts him in, like, sort of like a prison of the soul almost, isn't it?
1: yeah and she says, like uh well, she makes a bunch of her, and then it turns out he's attacking the other fatal five, yeah, and then she actually takes all of his senses away, so he's yeah. just you know he's hammered, just
0: yeah, call an illusion <laughs> if you choose, but I deny you the universe, you've befoul persuader, live alone, in your sickening mind, and this is like a tiny little persuader there, just in white,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. It yep. is creepy, but I think it this shows kind her of shows how powerful she is. Yeah.
0: Um, and then we get um, you know, the the, the fight goes on, and basically, it's just starting to turn. Sensor Girl smashes down um, uh, Emerald Empress, and then they're all everyone's all exhausted, and then that's when Dawnstar and the Wildfire have turned up, pretty much right at the end of the battle.
1: Yep. And uh, Emerald Empress gets taken out by Sensor Girl.
2: Yep.
0: She says, never mind about the Emerald Eye, mind about your own, and just hammers her. And then, so it was It was a really good issue. And then, and then like, honestly, I felt like a pivotal issue. Um, and then I found the next issue just a really good um, sort of follow-up and it's it sprinkling new stuff. So basically, Prince Projecture goes back to... She's Queen Projecture really. She goes back to the council that had taken her powers away, and she's done her penance. And she's saying to them, my word is all the proof you require. I shall always regret, regret the troubles I helped bring to Orlando, but, f- but my debt for it is paid. I rule if I choose. And the ancestor uh, spirits uh, um, agree. And But then she, she sort of sees too deeply. She can see their souls laid bare, your heart's pumping, the heart of your emotions rising. Um, and the throne does not need me, nor I it. All rule of man is but illusion, and I will contend with it no more. Like, she's really kind of gone next level, hasn't she?
1: Yeah, she just kind of sees where, I guess, her true happiness would be Mm. with the Legion, or her true value and worth would be with the Legion rather than ruling a rando.
0: You know, if um, uh, Alan Moore or Grant Morrison were writing it, she would know she was in a comic book, basically, at that point. She's almost to to (laughs) that level, isn't she, you know?
1: Yeah, I actually kinda like that. <laughs> yeah. And um so then
0: she returns to Earth. She goes and it's actually cool. I didn't realise that Orando that was in a separate dimension.
1: Um Um, I think they got moved there after the big storyline with her and Karate Kid.
0: Right. And then but then she has to go through it. I, I kinda like that sort of like she even says that um it'll be tough to come back. Um of yeah, all, of and all this worlds. is kind of like
1: the Thor, uh, what's it called, Have rainbow. Mm.
0: Yeah, the rainbow bridge. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're just uh-huh. missing, what's his name, Idris Elba, standing on the bridge.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. Hem- Hemdall. Um, You remember that famous yeah. uh, I- I- Idris Elba thing where apparently he'd been playing Mandela and he came back to do Thor and he's like, oh, I was Mandela, people treated me with respect on set. Now I have to stand in front of a fucking green screen and all this kind of shit. It's like, yeah, I'm sure the money cleared in your account, Idris, calm down. True.
1: (laughs) No, they did kind of waste him in that role, I felt like. Yeah, they did.
0: They did, I know. But like, it was funny when he was kind of like, you know, his, his profile was blowing up and he was complaining about Thor and it's like, yeah, well, when you weren't as big a name, it was handy, you know?
1: Yeah, it was money, yeah. It was
0: cash, you know?
1: Fed your family.
0: And he's yeah. like, when I was there, people treated me like with respect and bowed to me on set. I'm like, you weren't Mandela. You were playing him, you know? Like, there's, <laughs> <a> different... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you seem to be confusing. You, you're not Hemdall either. You're just a fucking character. You're not really the guardian <laughs> of the Rainbow Bridge. You're an actor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, yeah. you're not really Luther solving murders. You, you're you're playing a character. Like, you know, Jesus Christ. Like, like, it's just, it was baffling to me. Now, anyway, so... um. Did we get now? What is Element? Can you explain to me what Element Ladd is doing? He's bringing this his girlfriend who's like the liaison officer, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. yep, Siobhan, that's a great artwork. And she she thinks he's proposing marriage, and he's like, Mary, haha, that's your costume, Siobhan, not mine. You have you'll have to ask me if you decide if that's important to you. Um, they're sort of just remembering kind of stuff, it's kind of full on.
1: Yeah, I should mention this artwork here is by Colleen Duran. Okay, she's like the preeminent Element Lad artist. So anytime there's like a Element Lad uh, spotlight, it seems like they get Colleen Duran to do it. Okay, so just interesting, but yeah. So these crystals, um, his planet got attacked by Roxas, and they killed everyone on his planet. And he went around and created a, a crystal uh, to memorialize everyone. Who has died on his planet. So I see. Right. It's kinda interesting. Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's, but yeah, it was kinda cool here to see like his how he's like got a spiritual side. Um Yeah.
0: Well they've played that up before, haven't they? Element Lad. I thought they've played it up before. Like we we we've read the one where Element Lad sort of becomes almost the the bad person.
1: Yeah, but I mean, of course that story came after this, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, but this is kind of it's this, this is a cool moment for uh, element that I thought I thought it was interesting. And now I want to turn to yeah. yeah go ahead. You, sorry, finish your thought.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, just interesting that you know, I don't remember that element really playing uh uh a part before this, but it definitely does going forward was all.
0: That's cool. Now I I love this next section, which is basically Mordru being risen from the ground on Sorcerer's World by all the different like you know elements of Sorcerer World, <coughs> um all the different magicians and stuff, and it's so interesting what happens here because they sort of agree they're going to do it. White Witch is there as well. What that was why White Witch left. I thought that was so cool. How she's like, I've got to leave. Uh, earlier, she sort of said, "I've got to leave," and they're like, "Oh, but it, you know." I All find- right, yeah, yeah. But I love the way Levitts like immediately follows up on it. It's not like Bendis where it's like, "Will he ever follow up on it?" Like he he she leaves. The Next issue, there's something that she's doing. You know.
1: Yeah, and- like wrapping up these plots. Yeah.
0: And anyway, so they basically raise Mordrew um, from the tomb, and he just comes out and he's just fully crazy. And I was like, "Uh oh, this plan might not have been too good." He's like, fools, you are still fools. Was I not the greatest of you? Did I, did I not take your power, your world, and bind a universe with the might of magic? you waste an illusion and fantasy? And he's just going nuts. And then they basically, because of all their combined power, they're totally prepared for him. And it's kind of interesting. And they, and they actually sort of like, um, let us find your soul again. And then he comes out and he's kind of amnesiac. And you are among friends, child, in the body of a man, friends who will help you and hold you close. Friends, friends. And it's just totally this different Mordru. Like, it's weird, but it's interesting, you know?
1: Yeah, like, all of the evils have been wiped out of him. Um,
0: I'm sure that one The last. Art Here is
1: by Sean McManus. Yeah. Um, but I think this might be the, the next time that Mordru appears after we finished The Curse. You remember he was. Mm. They were trying to resurrect him there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not sure, I but I think this might be his next appearance after that. And it's actually the final word on Mordrew mm. from Paul Levitz. Mm. Um, and we don't see Mordrew again until the five years later stuff. Well, so
0: th- this is the final word.
1: Yeah. So. Wow. Yep, that's it. Mordrew's done.
0: wait. that's an interesting end. I would have thought he would come back. But, yeah, no, so that's. It is it. It is interesting, and I quite like the artwork too, like that artwork of White Witch when she's walking away saying, farewell for now, my teachers. I am glad to have been <clears throat> helpful and to know that I have a home waiting. Um, it's it's good artwork. I, I like it a lot.
1: Yes. Yeah, the two are very distinct.
0: Yes. Then we've got a, a scene with um, a Colossal Boy with his um, mother and father, and the mother was the former president of Earth, and his mm-hmm. girlfriend is... Uh, Durlan, yeah. So how you say? It? Yeah, uh
2: huh. Yeah.
0: Durlan. Yeah, and um, and the the mother's kind of a bit suspicious of her, really. Um, yeah, but then, but you know, they're sort of coming to terms. It's a bit of a domestic scene. Then we see here, yeah, uh, Starboy with dream girl. She's like, make up is the best part of fighting, Tom. And he's like, mm. <laughs> everyone's yeah. everyone's kind of just. It's like a party scene. Everyone's kind of relaxing, having fun. Yep. Um,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, We it, see uh, Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl are enjoying domestic life, mm. but they're about to have another kid uh, whenever Validus turns back into a, a little baby.
0: Do they realize that that's Validus? Uh,
1: not yet, no.
0: No, okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that's interesting. And then we see a pretty funny scene with Sunboy, too, where he's talking to – um, who's he talking to? Is it Phantom Girl? And, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then she she's like, Sunboy, is it really necessary for you to describe every woman you encounter in physical terms and in innuendo? Deep in your heart, even a womanizer, like, you must know, there's more to a woman than her body. He's like, oh, I know that Phantom Girl, but how can I help? Can I help it if the bodies are what I like best? And then she just pours the drink over him. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's quite funny. Um, yeah, so, old son boy, yeah, good old son boy. And um, I'm just looking through Timberwolf's having some, some talking to LM. Lad. everything's been weird since we loaded those new members. Um, and then he gets a little kiss. Timberwolf gets a little kiss. Um, who is the one who kisses him in the pink? <laughs>
1: Uh, that's Siobhan, Element Lad's
0: girlfriend. Oh, okay, right. And then you see, um, you see Lightning Lass. It's just like he's still such a little boy. She can't help throwing a bit of shade, can she? You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's still, she's still
0: pissed. She's still pissed at him.
1: Um, also worth noting is they mention, um, well, first over there on that page with Element Lad and mm. Timberwolf, mm-hmm. you see that little floating thing. Yeah. That's the Computo. Yes. Uh, the former villain, yeah. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, but he's... And
1: then a, the a, other a thing is, it says, see uh, Booster Gold number eight and nine? Yes. I thought you read I've that read recently, that. so you I've, must have probably read those issues. I yeah. have,
0: and I vaguely remember it, like Legion turned up, basically. I don't remember much about it, but I, yeah. I know that... I, I tell well, you why... basically,
1: that's why... Go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, um, I Richard, Rich from Signal of Doom, had been mm-hmm. telling me, for as long as I've known him, about how good Booster Gold was... And I went and got that first hardcover on Impulse. A fantastic read. You know? Uh, Dan Jurgens back yep. in the, in the like, early 80s, 83, 84, 85, somewhere around there. Fantastic. Loved it. And actually got the second hardcover as well. No, it really surprised me by how good it was, to be honest.
1: <coughs> See, and I feel like that is a good run, but I feel like a lot of people would point to how good he is from, like, the justice league stuff oh, I'm and sure he is, yeah. from the yeah, later yeah. booster gold stuff and 52 yeah no
0: and, and and that's good stuff too i'm just saying it, it surprised me just how good that original was oh yeah like, it was like good it, it held up mm-hmm. it, that's all i'm saying like you know i've i'd encountered him no, having, yeah, for sure. having read a fair chunk of dc of course i've encountered booster gold and i quite liked him but going back to the source i was like <laughs> well this was actually a really good comic that came out back in those days you know
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you know most of the stuff at that time from DC was kind of of that quality. Like uh, there was a Blue Beetle book that was really good, Blue Devil, uh, Firestorm. It's all kind of like, yeah, you know, in that vein. Yeah, definitely.
0: Um, And then we get the vote has come in as well, just to wrap this one up. And Sensor Girl is the latest Legionnaire, and everyone's pretty happy about it. There's a fair bit of reaction. You see, Wildfire is pretty pumped about it if you, uh, look, yeah, yeah. you look there dawn star looks happy and what is like super
1: pumped yeah he's like jumping up and down yeah
0: dream girl's costume changes when she's with Starboy to the stars doesn't it like did you notice that like her normal costume it's now black with white stars rather than just sort of like the silver yeah
1: it's kind of interesting i mean it looks like his costume yeah uh you know, normally does. Yes. But yeah, it's kind of interesting that he is wearing that variant variation.
0: What do you think of element lads costume? Cause I think that's a costume that could have done with an update personally.
1: See, I actually prefer this. Um, he's had this one since like Giffen took over. Right. But before this, he had like a green one with an arrow. I didn't care for it as much. I actually prefer the the green and pink okay. or the black and pink.
0: I noticed Tim Wolf's pretty happy too. He's got both arms up in celebration. <laughs>
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they're all cool. very happy.
0: Yeah, some are more happy than others. Like Triggy Violet's just got her, her hands on her hips. So does Polar Boy. Um, you know, uh, yeah. we see the French Invisible Kid, as I call him. He's kind of just chilling. Um, but yeah, but yeah. Uh-huh. Some, some of them are super happy.
1: It is kind of interesting that there are so many uh, members missing. Like yeah. Cosmic Boy isn't there. Mm. I think he's back in the 20th century with his miniseries. Yeah. Um, we said uh, Ultra Boy, Brainiac 5, and Chameleon Boy were in the Booster Gold book. Yeah, But it's just, you know, it's a nice splash page, but there's, like, several of them that are missing.
0: W- would, I assume, um, if, if they're in the Booster Gold book, would they have taken part in the vote? Like, how would the voting work if you're, you know, absent? Like, can you, can you cast an absentee ballot or what? You know,
1: um, I would place. say that they either just do like, uh, you know, what's it called? The, uh, they have enough members to take a vote. A so quorum they need or whatever, a
0: quorum or something, a quorum. I don't know how the word is. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, that was the word I was looking yeah. for. Um, but yeah, either that, you know, they could probably vote from the 20th century, but if they were busy mm. or, you know, being attacked, you know, then so yeah, I don't know.
0: No, Superboy doesn't get a vote. Still technically a member.
1: You know, yeah, but like a shitty, uh, you know, who needs him type member. Whoa,
0: slow <laughs> down. Whoa, jeez, coming in awful. I mean, he's hot going be right? dead in a year. Coming in awful, yeah, but it, like, could have been his last vote. Could have been his last chance at the polls. <laughs>
1: <You> <laughs> well, let's hope so.
0: But would Superboy only vote if he was present, though? I would say because that's kind of what he's like, isn't he? If Superboy is there in the 30th century or 31st century, he would vote. But otherwise. Do they ever? Does he ever come in just to vote, like in the time bubble?
1: I don't know. I'm not sure. Actually, he doesn't I need maybe the time for bubble. Like leadership, sometimes they yeah. will. But I think we've seen membership-wise that he's voted like mm. from the 20th century, maybe.
0: Because boy doesn't need the time bubble, does he? He can just get there himself. Um, they need the time yeah. bubble. He, he can just fly there, which we've seen him do on multiple occasions. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. Interesting stuff. Ah, uh, look. I mean. Great recommendation, firstly, Adam. I want to say thank you very much for the recommendation. You picked some gold, yeah. basically. Um, glad you liked it, man. And I'm glad I read the lead-up issues too because I like to get my feet wet a bit. You know, I I, I do like to get a feeling of a book. Um, and I felt like I got a great feeling. And and honestly, um, I might stun you with this score: nine out of ten for these issues.
2: Wow, loved it,
0: man. That's really good. Love the artwork. And the storylines were fantastic. I I was hooked. And and my nine applies to the whole read that I did. Do you know what I mean? Because I read all of it when I was sick and in bed pretty much over two days. And I'm giving a nine for the whole, you know, 16 to 27 kind of thing.
1: Wow. Very cool, man. Um, I'll probably give it an eight. I really liked it as well. Yeah, yeah, I think this this run that uh, Levitz did that hasn't been collected is really solid.
0: They need to get to it. We need to. We need before darkness two. We need darkness and curse back out, and we need you to guys start churning on post. You know the curse Levitt's run in hardcover, please DC. You know, yeah, do the, it. The Legionnaires are calling for it.
1: Yeah, that's it. But yeah, so that should be one of the next things they collect. You know, yeah, you would think uh, after the. Into the Darkness. Well,
0: let's just mention, I, I brought up to you, I had that random trade that I must have bought at some point, I don't even remember buying it, where I said, what era of Levitts is this? Is it the 80s? And you said it was just prior to the New 52, I think.
1: Yeah, it was, uh, for the Legion fans, it was the collection of the last bit of uh, Adventure Comics. It was right called when Legion
0: when, when Evil Calls, I think is what it was called.
1: Yeah, sounds right. Yeah, and it mostly focused on the Legion Academy members, which it's right. a pretty good story, and you got some pretty beautiful Philiuminez art in it. So, awesome. yeah, maybe flip through that sometime.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, look, we're, we're, it's a thrill to have Legion back on a, a more regular time flow. Um, I will – Adam and I will definitely take suggestions. Adam, have you got anything in your mind that you would like to do next up on Legion Outpost? After this, I'm I'm happy to bounce around. Doesn't worry me.
1: Um. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe we should hit up Eye for an Eye. Uh, yeah. Okay. Which was, you know, the first arc that actually kills off Karate Kid.
0: Let's do that. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. All right. Let's do that. Um, cool. Okay. So let's awesome. let's pencil it in. Eye for an Eye uh, for next Legion Outpost. We'll try to we'll try to turn around another uh, episode within two to three weeks. I think, Adam. Don't you? I think we'll we'll, we'll try to pump on out. Um, if possible.
1: Yeah, that seems doable. Seems doable
0: to me. Um, I do want to thank all the Legionnaires. Um, Please, if you're listening to this, like the Facebook page. Uh, Also, Signal of Doom and Legion, our post, have a Patreon. Um, It is patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. Anything you can give to that is appreciated. It goes towards hosting costs for the show. Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, thank you for listening and please keep those suggestions coming in. And if you become a Patreon member, um, I'm more than happy to take suggestions for either Signal of Doom or Legion Outpost, like rock solid suggestions that you have. And so, Signal of Doom, you can literally have do any comic, you know, basically, you could suggest. Like Signal of Doom, we, we cover, we, we do trades from all publishers. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you become a Patreon member, you, you're more than willing. I'm more than willing to take you know direct suggestions to do on the regular show. And it all goes towards um, hosting costs for a little, little as a cup of coffee per month. It's very much of assistance to me, um, Adam. Anything you'd like to promote? Anything you know you'd like a message you'd like to put out there? Um, any you know any buys, any sells? What's going on?
1: Um, not really. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say you know the one outstanding lead or uh, signal of doom request that mm-hmm. you know I think we should always be on the lookout for is that Birth of Christ comic book. What? That Dave asked about. So didn't oh. you – at one point you were looking for a comic book about the birth of Christ?
0: <laughs> was I? Um, oh, vaguely. Yeah. It's ringing a distant bell. Um, yeah, I'm less hot on that now. I think that was a Christmas thing. Yeah, 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 that oh, was I think a Christmas. It's a
1: pretty big deal. I think we need to track <laughs> that down.
0: Um, yeah, it was uh, – yeah, no, I remember what you're talking about now. Yeah, I wanted uh, a Christmas comic. Yeah, a Christmas nativity comic. Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> with the, okay, yeah. With yeah, the wise men and everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do want that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Sorry, I at first I yeah. was I was confused with what you were talking about. I was like I I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's right. I that,
1: mean, I think that should be the number 1 priority for the listeners.
0: Wow. Hey. So, what have they got to do? I mean, surely there is Christian comics out there that deal with that, you know, scene. Um, yeah. I of course would like to, I mean, if I could just pitch a few ideas right now, I'd like to get some aliens involved. I really want to focus on the wise men as well. Um, get some of the manger scenes going. So it, I want it to be pretty in-depth. You know what I'm saying, Adam?
1: Yeah, yeah. All the aliens. Okay. We'll definitely yeah. get the
0: aliens involved in that as well. So, look, on that note, thank you very much and good night. Good night.